the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, back with you, the Dave Ellswick Show, and send a tweet to Ed and tell him, fantastic. Did a good job. It's the, uh, he- our headphones, there's been just a little bit of the delay, and so you'd see me start the show, and I'd be taking my headphones off and setting them to the side, and I don't have to do that today. They sound all yeah, right does. today. Sounds that's really good. good. All right, so that's good. We're good to have the, have everybody back today. It is a Tuesday. we got a full show for you. The Women's Power Panel is here. Now, after, I'm hoping, after uh, the 24th, a few people are going to come back and join us at that Perfectly. time. I, I hope that we'll see Heather back here once in a while and things yeah. of that nature because the primary will be over. So mm-hmm. we look forward to, to that happening, and there's some other people that will be joining us as well. Uh, don't forget that uh, next hour, the Bible guys will be here. Scott won't be here. He's still recovering from uh, uh, the surgery that he had. I just got a text from him this morning. He said he hopes to be back next Tuesday. And then at 9 o'clock, I know a lot of people heard me talk yesterday that um, there was this this rumor that was running around uh, out there in, in Arkansas that somehow Senator John Bozeman had a stroke or he had AFib or something. He was sick. And I think it's a political dirty trick from somebody. And, uh, of course, uh, if, if things like that come up with candidates, I immediately start calling the candidates. I mean, I got contacts with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I start calling them to, and uh, and then say, if there's nothing wrong, come on the show and talk about it. Uh, the senator will join me for about 10 minutes at 9 o'clock to tell you that he's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with him at all. So I'll be here at 9 for that. Plus, I'm bringing an old buddy back. He's going to join me with me. We're going to talk with him. We'll talk about culture with him, but we'll also talk about how important it is to pay attention to who's running to be uh, on the quorum court and stuff. Yes. So Shane Stacks will come back to the studio. He hasn't been here. I gotta believe it's been two or three years, probably maybe six or eight months before COVID really kicked in. So it'd be good to talk to him as well. So I'm looking forward to that in the nine o'clock hour. So good show today. Missy is here today. She's sitting right across hey, from me hey. right now. And then, of course, Simone is back. Hey. She uh, went to Pennsylvania. 
and she has made it back safe and sound. Doesn't yes. she look rested to you? She does. You look rested. It's She's, the crazy kind of Now, did out. you say that it was the first time you'd gotten drunk in a long time? I tied one on, <laughs> and after 13 years, I had four vodka drinks. And they kept getting bigger and bigger at this place. And we stronger went to. and stronger. You don't even need yeah. bigger and bigger. If I you know, haven't right? been drinking in four years. Good no, it's 14. It's 14. Been, oh, yeah. my Lord. So. Yeah, you, I didn't you realize could just I was do one of those little it. bottles from your motel room, probably, and, get, and wipe you out. Yeah, get a little, wipe me out. Little <laughs> yeah, all ninety pounds of me. That was amazing. That's yeah. good. Yeah, but you do. You look really. Yeah. You look rested. You do. Well, it's probably. I, I just feel happy to be home safe, and the cars in one piece. Well, you do, you know you do. People don't know you do a lot of stuff. You're working all the time. I do. I so do. So you got to get away things. from it a little bit. You got to get away and smell the roses once in a while. Girl. And it was great to see my stepdaughter graduate from college. There she you worked go. so hard, and I was so proud of her. She was, What's she going to be? She's a teacher. Oh, okay. She's already got a job, and she's actually going to make some real money now. But she's <laughs> got to find the right school curriculum. She said that finding a curriculum that's conservative. That's not Is easy. Is she coming here? No, she's in Pennsylvania. Okay, I was going to say, we're going to be hiring Her, teachers be hiring. soon. How right. do you go about that, Missy? You're going to start a school. You're going to hire teachers. I mean, your school probably can't pay the same rate as some schools do. I mean, how do you draw teachers to you? Well, when, when you first start out, like the overhead is, um, you know, depending on how our community is going to reach out and kind of help us out. Mm-hmm. Um we actually can pay teachers the same. Oh, good. Because these larger schools waste a lot of money on buildings and right. loans and all that other stuff. And so, um, and you can make, your, you know, you can cap it off and you're like, okay, I'm only, we're, we can only take this many kids and we definitely want this many teachers. You don't have to have a librarian and all these different areas, you know, different, sure. you can waive that when it's a charter school. And Wasted so, money. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a high school football team? Not right away, no. <laughs> I'm not coaching that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, the the overhead and everything is not the same. And so you can pay your teachers more. And a lot of teachers have already reached out, and they said, we'll work for you for half of what we're making right now yeah. because we know that the environment will be so less stressful. Because when you give the power back to teachers to say, hey, this is what, you know, this is your curriculum – this is what has to be taught by the end of the year, and you give them the freedom to have some wiggle room mm-hmm. in that alternate learning environment. It's like amazing, you know. Hey, kids, we're going out by the tree today. We're yeah. gonna go learn. I remember in the sun. Yeah. doing that. Yeah, and, and it was so that's what. And then you do something really cool, like you have them sitting out there, and you make sure you got like a piece of tape down, and you, you tell a kid you got to sit right nope. there, <laughs> and they sit right there. And an apple falls out of the tree and hits him on the right. head. Right, and then you teach him about Newton. <laughs> That's right. And you do Sir That's Isaac but you know, even the curriculum thing. I was getting ready to, because I knew exactly. I've taught classically. I've been through classical education, um, liberal studies. Explain you know, to people what, what you're classical about is. Here. Yeah, you're going to lose them. I'm okay, so I know a lot of people were like arguing, like classical. You're going to teach like dead stuff to our You're kids teach oh. latin oh yeah we are going to teach latin <laughs> well, but one of the good. most important things so, to teach so classical is more of the sense of going back to the original way a child's brain learns okay right so just even 150 years ago you can look at a test and see what was taught and how 
they tested students at the end of the year. Kindergarten, first and second, they were verbal tests. They never made them sit at a computer, of course, or use their, their pencil or for like abacus. handwriting, right? Or an abacus. And, um, <laughs> or um, a, what was it, a slate? Yeah. Slate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you teach a child according to their brain development. And we all know it does not take a scientist or a teaching license to know how kids learn when they're that little. How do we teach them to walk? Get up, fall down. Get up, fall down. You do it over, over and, and over and, and over. Repetition. How do you teach them ABCs? You sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. How are the numbers, colors. That's how you teach them all the way up until the brain develops to about sixth grade. So you're teaching facts. You're just going over multiplication tables, over scientific charts, like just facts that they need. Foundations. It's the foundational information. Yeah. And then junior high, you add on to that. Okay, guys, we learned, you know, now, the periodic, right? right? Right. And I then you, you go deep into it. And then at that point, also for the literature, use classics that teach good, virtue, not, um, you know, the things that my kids have been taught recently with wit and wisdom but you use those original classic books or books that are going to teach some some kind of character development do they even teach any of the of the classical books anymore i mean huckleberry finn i'm sure is out of the school where the red fern grows yeah, yeah red with that one anna green gables oh i love those you know, no. any any of those no. books at all no and you know when i was going through classical education the the method was parents read because it was for homeschooling, the parents read the books first sure. before the child, so you, you can have this discussion, right? right? And um, one of the first ones that I read was I was introduced to Little Britches. Uh-huh. Did you ever hear of the Little Britches? <laughs> nope. No, I, I have. But... Hey, Ralph Moody. He right. was an American, born in like 1890, and when he was 20, he said, "When I get fifty thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, I'm going to print my life story." Well, these Little Britches books are the it's just about his life growing up in Colorado and his dad dying and him going through literally historical stages in a book. But the first book was so deep and so good. Um, my daughter had stolen something from our homeschool co-op. She was four. This is Emmy, who's now in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And we knew she stole it. And we kept pestering her about it. And I'd say, you're going to get a spanking. You know, you got to ask for forgiveness. Oh, no, someone gave it to me. Well, I was reading all my kids every night we would read for an hour in classics and we get in this part in Little Britches that talks about his character house and how every time he lies, cheats and steals, he has to take a board from his character house and burn it in the fire and pretty soon you don't have a character house left after you've done all these yeah, you know things. And that's she broke down way. crying. That's a great way to that was show the old, how you, that's all it took. How you destroy your own character. Yeah. And I'm telling you that's what good books are, is they yes. teach a lesson. They yeah. don't leave you thinking, oh, white people are evil and, oh, all these things. No, yeah, I'm not when they're little. You have to yeah, they instill. start off by teaching you that. They yes. tell you you were born that way. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Dr. King has got to be spinning in his freaking oh. grave. Oh, at least. I got to tell you. Complete be... opposite of what he preached. Yeah. Oh, completely. gosh. Completely. And that's, so that's what kids it's need to. It's not a genetic thing. It's a learned thing. Oh, we all know that. It is so learned. I'm from Montana, and I didn't learn half the stuff that I learned until I joined the military. <laughs> well, and the arrogance, you know, none of it. the arrogance the left has of what they're pushing and, and righteousness, supposedly. Like it's the, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, it's the virtue opposite. or something, but they keep pushing this, and they use the word equity instead of equality. And you know they, what's really you know weird? our, our Car- Arkansas code uses equity all through it. I know. That's, oh. What's so weird anymore is that I think 
you know, white people have more respect for King than what a lot of black people do. Yeah, I do too. And I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I mean, look, that 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 showed up in the '60s. Uh, as well, when King was out marching and speaking with the Black Panthers, they didn't believe the way. they were. You know, you were either Dr. King or Malcolm X. Right. You were one or the other, basically. And um, you know, Mal- Malcolm believed in violent overthrow of everything. Well, they're King teaching them now that in college, because my daughter was in Loyola, New Orleans. That um, that's Nolans. Nolans. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Actually, Mark, or I'm sorry, Malcolm X was the one who made all the changes. It was not Martin Luther King Jr. He was just all words. And if it wasn't for the violence. All words. I love that. If it wasn't for the violence and, and for standing but, up. and. But here's the key. You, you follow Malcolm, all right? And you get to a point in his life as he gets into his later years. Mm-hmm. And he totally changes. Yeah. He yeah, repudiates he all that. Yeah. I just don't and yeah because don't get people me started. don't read people don't, don't read they just started. listen to these sound clips yeah. and they get brainwashed and they have no idea I'm like you got to go from the beginning to the end and I try to teach my kids you know from the beginning college is very brainwashing do but me they don't have the attention do, do me a favor the out there read the books instead of listening to Black Lives Matter and oh all yeah these or just groups. sound clips they in are general. not that's what's huge about teaching classical is that you don't read any. Um, Autobiographies. I'm sorry. You read the original, you read the original documents. documents. You go back to the Federalist Papers. You go back to the um, Mayflower Compact. You go back to Lincoln's um, actual words or Christopher Columbus's yeah. journal. You know, go all the way back to Lincoln and Douglas debates and read yeah. some of those. All right. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. We got a lot to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And that's just some of the changes that have occurred in education. If you got your kid in now... You're of the age that you probably don't even have a clue what I just talked about. I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. You may not even know the name Malcolm X. In fact, I'd say just to get a start, I won't even tell you to read any of his books. I'll just tell you, watch the movie with Denzel Washington. Yes. And you'll understand a lot from there. You can jump off from that point. All right. Don't forget about uh, what David Lucas Financial is teaching. He's teaching you how to buy silver and gold with all the inflation that's going on. Been out to the gas station lately and paid over $4 for a gallon of gas yet. Anyway, uh, silver and gold can protect your nest egg. It can help you do that. Uh, and uh, But you got to know how to do it right. You're not, you got to know how to buy it. It's not like buying a, a stock or a bond, thank God. Buying stock and bonds now is depressing. Uh, they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. Give them a call about silver and gold, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Back with you, the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, I was just sitting here just looking up Malcolm X and reading a little bit about him. And I hope that... I hope go back and read some books from the 60s mm-hmm. and understand what was going on in civil rights. I uh, think El- what was it, Eldridge Cleaver, Soul on Ice, and things of that nature. I read those books when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Uh, and uh, important pieces of literature to take a look at to find out what's happening in the black community at that time. But you'll not find them telling you to go into your own community and destroy it. No. I mean, they. They looked at that kind of stuff and went, scratched your head and said, 
Say what? What you I used doing? to go talk to the guys on the corner when they were all dressed up, and they would have them set out at each of the corners, yeah. you know, putting out the brother, different uh, information. Nation of Islam. Yeah, and I'd go chat with them and see what they had to say. And <laughs> I was at one time a sister of color, according to them. <laughs> well, I, I used to just argue with them about well, their I, that's religious what I did. views. Because I, I used to say, you base, you know, your basis of what your argument's coming from is flawed. From that, they point. love that. Yeah, well, made for great conversation. Well, that's also. But they didn't ever call lost. me a white devil or anything. They were able to have conversations though, which yeah. is nice. Not is, now, right? Oh, but the ones, oh, oh, oh. No, this no, was no, in no. like eighty, probably seven, eighty-eight. I was young, you know, back then. And, no, no, and, I was, and what I was already old. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you would just be amazed at like if you have a recent college that you know kid, what they teach and what they don't know. Right, and to have logic, they don't teach any logic classes right. anymore, right? So you don't know the fallacies of what's going on. And they don't teach um, not only logic, but they don't teach how to discern. Like, so you're given this opinion, right, and you're inundated with it. How do I know that it's true? Well, they don't care if it's on Twitter and they just keep hearing it or TikTok and they hear it over and, and, over, and, over, and over and over. They come to believe it. And so... Our kids are just, I mean, and my daughter knows better. So when she came home and she tried to spout all this stuff up, you know, to me, mm-hmm. we had these long discussions because I was like, Let's I know I on. taught you this. Right. Right. I taught you all of this. I taught you black history even. She's like, when did you teach me black history? I was like, oh, child. We, you know, like, because they do you not? Because they don't care. It's been right? over. And it's just her life was the big thing that she said was your experience doesn't matter. That, that's what they teach them. You have to look at, at this inner city or, you know, this group of people that are being disenfranchised, and it doesn't matter that... Okay, so here's the question. What are they being disenfranchised from? Whatever, right? See, that's the, the question. No, it, it all goes back to, the, no, it goes back to that, that word systemic racism. Right. We can't see it, hear it, see it, touch it, feel it, but it's there, and we just need to acknowledge it. And if you don't acknowledge it, you're racist. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was real. You know, all these discussions were really hard when she came back from college. And thank God she didn't go back for her junior and senior year because we were like, we raised you in this environment of, you know, of complete free thinking. But being in the military, you know, our best friends, we have black and Mexican and heck, Indian, like every ever has your back and, is your but, brother. But we're just close. Like I would give my kids over to these people, and they don't look like us. Yeah, you know. And I said that is who we are, and that's what we trained you. And then you go to college, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my parents really are racist well, you because have- they won't admit it. And my my husband's like, uh, you know where I grew up, <laughs> inner city New Orleans, and you know who my best friend is. You know, like <laughs> we're trying to give these facts to her, and, and she's like. It, it was. It took months to deprogram her brain. Did you see the woman on Tucker last night? The mom who's suing the school board over the um, critical race theory. Her son now, he's um, mixed. Um, had, he's got a black father. She's white, and now he thinks that even his chores are racist. 
he is identifying as uh, anything, any any girl that doesn't like him, it's because of racism. Does he take the trash out? And How sing? old is he? Does he He's, sing Old Man 13. River? Oh, gosh. Does so, he sing Old Man River when he takes the trash out? I don't know about that. <laughs> but she was serious. She's like, yes, he's even with the chores. It's a racist thing. That's amazing. And I, I guess he's identifying like identifying in numbers, so he's hanging out with groups of people now, you know, that he never identified race as, you know, race wasn't an issue with him before this, before the school began. And they said that if the... Until the uh, school started telling him that he was racist. And they said that if or, uh, yeah, he's black only students black and he's yeah. being, mm-hmm. felt threatened by this, they could go to a safe space. What by school the is this? This, it was on Tucker last night. I'm oh, someplace to, in the United States. Probably, what was it? I want to say Chicago, but I don't know. Well, we, sure. got, we got rid of safe places. I'm, I'm thankful it wasn't that here. I knew some some uh, state senators, state representatives, and they fashioned a bill that there are no state safe places on the campuses of in college. Arkansas. They're, they're just not be. there. No. Uh, the whole place Absolutely should be not. safe. Now the big thing is to move forward so they can't have safe spaces inside the buildings. Because they say that this, the law that was passed was only for outside, not for for inside. All right, we got news coming your way. Then we'll uh, we'll catch up on that. Give you a minute of that. Then we will come back and do more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Missy and Simone are in the house. Okay, so I like to tell you how to save money. So to be able to save money on your health insurance, you call Pat Davis. I've been telling you this now for years. You call Pat at 501-605-6935. He'll take whatever health insurance you have. Doesn't matter who your provider is. He'll work with you, make the necessary, as I like to call them, tweaks, to your health insurance and save you 30 to 50 percent he'll get to ri- get rid of uh copays won't be paying copays anymore uh he'll get rid of those really ridiculously high deductibles you know the one i'm talking about you're paying 500 dollars a month for your health insurance but they don't start the health insurance doesn't start paying they don't start giving you money out of their pocket until you hit ten thousand dollars all right or sometimes higher <coughs> Maybe a little lower in other cases. But the bottom line, you got to spend a lot of your money before the insurance even starts working. How would you like, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the hospital to send you a check instead of asking for your money? That would be a nice that would. A little yeah, nice would. Tra- change, wouldn't it? Well, then call 501-605-6935. Talk to Pat Davis or go online. Look at it there. But get a hold of him and talk to him so he can tell you how much he can save you. Yourhealthplanman.com is the web address. Yourhealthplanman.com. I'm just telling you, Pat will save you money. And right now, when money is is not as worth as much as mm-hmm. it used to be, it makes sense that you want to save, save money. I filled up yesterday mm. right there in... What's the name of the station? Murphy's, uh, right by a Walmart and Cabot. Oh yeah. And it cost me uh, for a fill up sixty four dollars. I've never put sixty four dollars of gas in mm-hmm. an SUV. 
Never. And yours is a small SUV. Yeah, well, and it's not the smallest. The terrain is the smallest. Yeah. I get the next. I mean, it's not the smallest, but yeah. it's it's not yeah. like when I filled up my Tahoe when I had that. I yeah, I watched died. people pull in there, and, and you know they're paying a hundred dollars yeah. to fill up. It's crazy. It, it really is. And what's the president doing? Absolutely nothing. The loser. I can't. I'm sorry. This that pres- gives me stress. This just president. Even. Oh yeah. This president cares nothing about you. The no. words. This president nothing about you. If he cared about you, uh, they would make some changes uh, in uh, how we drill and things of that nature. I mean, all you got to do is watch what they do. They talk a good game. But they they don't do a good. They don't game. even talk a good game. They react to everything. They well, and so all of those executive orders from the first day stop yeah. the Keystone Pipeline. Well, sure. That instantly was like, okay, we know that he that was what he did. Is he? It's like shooting off a flare. Yeah. And saying, okay, next four years, if yep. you're in the oil and gas companies, you're screwed. Yep. And everybody else, you are too. Yeah. Because yeah. then you're going to have to pay more. And, so and by now, the way, come on in to oh, our I'm border. I'm sorry, I, Mr. President. I'm so sorry. It's Putin, right? It's all Putin. Putin price. Except that if we go back and look at the price of oil and gas, it was soaring before Putin ever Mm -hmm. got involved over in Ukraine. Well, and then whatever's going on in Ukraine, you know, I mean, wasn't that the place that they saw that was giving money to Biden's son? Right. Right. But now we just... We're they try to pass like forty too. billion dollars to send back over to them. I don't, mm. Yeah, well, it's I'm not the same people now. Let's let's we'll be try honest. to say that. I not don't know, same, but I no, still Zelensky think there should be accountability for all of it. There you should know. be an audit as to where all of it's going, not just a big bunch of money thrown at them. Well, they're not throwing money. I mean, again, let's let's understand what they're doing. Forty million dollars of military hardware. But all of, of course, it would have been nice. It would have been nice if we would have taken the military hardware at Afghanistan yes. and sent it to, over to the Ukraine. I mean, that was $800 million, yeah, you know, bucks or sick, billions man. of dollars that just sitting over there for the Taliban to try to figure out, you know. How to work s- it. Sitting around with, you know, bones in their noses and stuff. I don't know. I can't even figure oh out how to use it. Third world nation. Play, yeah. The playground or what was it? Well, that's the, uh, a bad thing about Afghanistan. What do you do to Afghanistan? Do you bomb them and make the rocks just smaller rocks? Turn it. I into mean, glass. that's about all it is. Yeah, there, there is a place where they grow stuff and and they grow opium. All right, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what they grow. They grow opium and then they ship it back to our country to the users who want heroin. Well, they're getting getting a lot of competition with the fentanyl now, so. Oh yeah, the Chinese are, yeah. are at the head of that baby. That's a war. I mean, they're, they're putting it together. Chinese put it together. Where do you get it across over into America? Mexico. The southern border. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. You know, it's bad when Ukrainians are going to the southern border to get into our country to as refugees. Like, oh yeah, you know when when they they think they need to get out of the country. Well, we could get in through the southern border. I mean, I'm thinking about leaving the country and coming back across the southern border and see what I get. You know, I'm sure they give you a little bag with all kinds. Of, you know, it's like going not to. You. Is it like going to the Oscars? You know, you get oh, that yeah, bag with bag. all the gifts and stuff. Is that isn't it that way when you go across the border? You're gonna have to show your vaccination card <laughs> when you come back across. I've got one, just but I don't want to show you know, it. Just put some self tanner on and yeah, you yeah. don't no. have to show a vaccination <laughs> card. Just, just weird. It's just, I'm just telling you. I don't even think you got to do that anymore. To be honest with you, well, how many countries? Uh, because are you come in, now? you come any country coming across the southern border now. 
They've got Cubans coming out. I mean, just every country. If you're from Central America, you're coming that way. Uh, They've they've arrested several terrorists Mm -hmm. coming back into the United States. It's it's just lots of sex offenders. Okay, so oh, so now all of you who believe that I'm homophobic and a xenophobe. So okay, so you say, see, all you got to do is listen to that last segment Ellswick did and proves it to you. That was what they called me because a lot of the sexually graphic books in the school were oh, so um, you're L- LGBTQIA+, yeah. whatever. I know after they listened to my story yesterday on, my, on the show, they, they think I'm homophobe. Because I said, if you want to call me homophobe, you go right ahead. So now they're just going to. Yeah, because so, I, I, when I first went to San Francisco back in the 60s and two guys sit down next to me and they start playing, you know, tongue hockey right next to me i've got problems with that Mm -hmm. i got problems if it's a man and a woman oh yeah yeah that's being intimate like i mean we're talking intimate Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. yeah stuff so i got off the bus so if you want to call if you want to call me a prude go right ahead i can prove you wrong by showing you my life in my younger days but the bottom line is is that no it was uh it just it's it's not called for it's not called Mm -hmm. or go go to a Go to a gay pride parade out there in I've California. I've worked for a gay pride parade when I was when I was on the streets back in the day, and we set the whole thing up, and it was a hot mess. Let me tell you, it was it the, was fun. The stages of undress. I mean, people talk about New Orleans and Mardi Gras. Yeah, that's that nothing. Ain't nothing. Nothing compared no. to what they did at the gay pride in San Francisco and L.A. No, you get makeup on, you just walking past somebody. Yeah. I mean, you get swell and all of the outfits that they... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Tuck and tape, tuck and Here. Whatever they lack, do. Lack, lack of, of And then what they do or, wear or, is disgusting and it accentuates things. And Yeah. So now I'm going to talk now I'm gonna talk a little bit about a rock and roller to try to make my point. <laughs> Wendy O. Williams used right. to dress like the people at the gay pride and they would arrest her for indecent exposure. But if you went to a gay pride parade... You can get away with it. You just, they don't care. Go in whatever state... Hypocrisy is the number one thing that... I think that's why I just can't shut up about anything. Because if there's hypocrisy <laughs> in it, like, it just needs to be called out. You it know, does. like the school board forcing the kids to mask, yet they're sitting there with no mask. And they don't wear masks, but then they're... You know, like, hypocrisy. And when it's so glaringly... <clears throat> in your face. Oh, yeah, how do you how do people just turn their back and just ignore it? People up. I mean, I really hope it's waking people up instead of just turning their heads. Yeah. Are you telling me you wouldn't wear a mask? You just took it. Upon I never you. even wore you one when it, everybody was wearing one. You took it upon yourself to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Deadly. I have Deadly. to laugh, and then they find out and, that and, the and you know you stand don't up, even work. No, right, and we lived the in the ICU now. in Boston. For ten months, and didn't wear a mask, did you? No, yeah. no. Oh, but know. you know who did? The doctors, because they put a little boy that had active. Um, he had a genetic mutation, and oh. they had given him the chickenpox vaccine, which then flared up actual chickenpox because he didn't have oh, the wow. immune system. So he had active chickenpox. Do you think that they, even though they were vaccinated, they knew that the virus could live in the nose, right? All right. Oh, the dudes with facial hair. Wore gas masks in his room. It was absolutely, it was literally what we, chem warfare masks. Right. And all the female doctors had the fitted N95 masks. 
And then when th- that, that's why I couldn't wear a mask. I'm like, you guys, this is so stupid. This is just full. Like, you know the truth. Like, we lived so in the ICU. Like, was, it, was it like uh, the Omega strain? Did they have, did they, were they hooked up on the back so that oh, gosh. they were only breathing the clean air? Do you remember that movie? Oh, that movie was They fantastic. did that on Grey's Anatomy during their COVID <laughs> segments, and oh, I was like, Oh, gosh. I didn't know Grey's Anatomy now, was now, still on. They did. The they went straight into the COVID drama. The it Adronima was... strain was about yeah. a, a bug from outer space. Yes. So they had to be very, very, An very, alien very, very, bug. That was a great movie. I loved that, that movie. When they got, they're trying to get out to keep from What's the place that? igniting them. What was it called? The Andronima Strain. Michael Creighton wrote it. Yeah. One it of the good. great it's writers of all time. He wrote Jurassic Park and, yes. and uh, Westworld and all that stuff. There's another one, too, and I can't think of the name, but it's of someone from outer space that came down. And I'll remember it after the show, so let's move All on. I know is okay. Aliens. <laughs> I love aliens. All right, but anyway, another movie, another book by Crichton was Congo. I don't know if you Congo. saw that or not. But anyway, he's a, he's a great writer. I've read most of his books. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I need to remind you about PI Roofing. Uh, if you're up in the Cabot area, I know you've gotten the calls. Hi. We're coming out and giving free roof evaluation. Or they just show up. You know. Oh yeah. Or they just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knock on your door, yeah. Anyway, um, and when they show up, you know what? I love it because they, they're sitting there, they start doing right into their spiel. And I go, I just put my hand up. Stop. Stop. P.I. Roofing put a new roof on my my house five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, they took head falls. Uh, they walk away. Yeah. That's right. And on the, now, at least I don't have to hang up on the telemarketers. They hang up. They're ready right. to, to to just say, okay, I understand. So they, they give But you're going to get telemarketers, and hopefully there's somebody from in, here in the state, probably not. Uh, if you're going to get your roof work done, I always recommend PI Roofing. But always, always use a company that you know are here in Arkansas because you get somebody that's from another state, they can be in the middle of fixing your roof and leave. Yeah. And then you never know where to go to get, get a hold of these people. Just keep that in mind. Right. But call PI Roofing. They're the people that take really good care of you. They do it all. They take care of the insurance and all that. They work all of that kind of stuff out. 501-707-3551 is their number, piroofing.com. All right, back. Let's finish up this hour. We've got 10 minutes to go here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Big news today uh, is that, you know, I told you yesterday Finland wanted to be part of NATO. In Finland, uh, they uh, they share an 800-mile border with Russia. And I, I, I got a kick out of Putin. And Putin said, well, why would you want to do that? And the guy, the, the president of Finland, looked and says, look in the mirror. That was his answer. Look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what you're doing in Ukraine, and you wonder why we, we got this big border with you. We could be next on your right. list. And now right before, behind them. Sweden now has said they want to be part of the really? I thought Sweden was first. No. Oh. No. Sweden wants to be right behind They need Finland. to get do whatever they're going to so do. So they're quick. both up there now. You know, instead of fooling around. They just and, need, yeah, they're just afraid they're just going to be attacked for no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what they are. There's, there's several countries there. Well, and they the, don't the have Northern, America. The, the Eastern Bloc countries that don't belong to NATO. That, you know, Poland belongs, yeah, but... 
Monrovia and some of those other little satellites out there that got their their independence and mm-hmm. stuff, they can't. And Putin's not going to attack them if they're part of NATO. Oh, they, well, well then they gonna, would be able to initiate a charter that said that we would go and help them. Yeah. But, right. you know, but would we? Would America? Like, look at our administration. We're not going to do anything. Well, we've done. I'll give I'll give Biden pr- credit that he's done some good things for the Ukraine. Uh, has he done enough? Well, that's debatable. He slow rolled the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's yeah. He slow walks everything. My question is, and we had this discussion yesterday, and it was really kind of lively because there is a dif- difference of opinion amongst conservatives yes, about this. There is. there is a movement in our country, and it's not a good. I don't think it's a good movement, and that is of being isolationist again, like we were after World War One. Mm. That's not. No. The way we want to be. No, I also. That's don't why think World we War Two happened. Else before us. What now? I don't think we should take care of someone else to our detriment. That's either. isolationism. Well, then, I mean, that's what I feel like. I don't believe we should let them. I, I, I believe we should help them, but I don't believe we should help them to our detriment. Like funneling all of our money to them right. when we don't even take care of our own right. social issues here. Yeah. yeah well, we're doing that like. on the southern border anyway. Yeah. So right. I, but anyway, going back is that. What do we do? Because I believe it's coming within the next five years. All right. What do we do when China decides that they want Taiwan? Mm-hmm. What do we do then? My issue is I don't trust this administration to handle it. That's my problem. Yeah, well, somebody, whole... You're going to be forced to handle it. Right. Whether, we, whether we want to handle it or not, there's some things that land on your desk that you've got to handle it. You know, Right. And it, yeah. it may. It oh, may... I think if it was right now, I think that. I think our the administration right now would just allow them to, yeah, I do to take too. it. Yeah. I don't think they would step in at all. I'm yeah. just saying it it will be like stepping in a a hot pile yeah. of poop. Yeah. All right. And it'll be poop because it'll smell like it. It'll look like it. And uh, we'll know that that's what it is. Yeah. We've got to get back. We've got to take the House and the Senate back this year. And then we got to get the White House back. Yeah, it's it's. I'm just telling you, it's people cannot, absolutely. They cannot necessary. back down. They can't lose their momentum because it's. Whew, it's well, and the thing is, no. we can't take this for granted either. We cannot take that we're going to take the House and Senate for granted well, because no. no. The thing is, there's going to oh, there's going to be a red wave. There's not going to be a red wave unless we vote. Unless you vote, show up vote. and vote, you have to show up. You have to run. You got to you got to be out there advocating, and you have so to beat the Democrats. Yesterday, at I told everybody, sixty three thousand plus people have voted early here in the state for the primaries yeah if you go back to 2018 that because if you want to do apples to apples you got to go 18 you can't do 2020 because that was presidential mm-hmm. primary so we go back to 18 and we're we're about uh i think about seven or eight thousand people in front of that time so and we're not even to the got, 24th yet. yeah oh no we got more people showing up to vote this time than we have in the past that's good that's a yeah. good thing. I just oh, we have a lot to, to choose that. from, though. Right. And I, don't, I just don't want to take the foot off the pedal. You know, that's what I want to. I don't want to, I, people to take for granted that we're going to have a red wave. I mean, we've got to get out there. No, I think sure. we'll have a red wave just, just because of the prices at the pump and in the grocery store. People vote their pocketbooks. I don't underestimate the Democrats to cheat. Is my thing, and how oh, well, no, how neither do I. Can, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is worry about yeah. is that. I, 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 
have to be honest with you. If you're listening to the show right now and you're you're looking to still vote Democrat, go see your psychiatrist. Right. Because you're crazy. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're cra- I'm, I'm not afraid to say that to anybody. Go look at the sticker. What are they bomb. doing to you? All right. Yeah, I don't understand, like people that run and they're like i'm a pro-life democrat i'm a small government democrat i'm and i'm like so you're conservative right yeah. like then they give why, and if, why if do you, you have are, to say democrat like well, I don't. here's the key why would you want to be a democrat if you're pro-life and you're small government because your national party yes. is by far neither of those yeah they yeah. exactly well, that's, yeah, the National Party doesn't represent maybe any small D. And they I voted mean, to take God out of their platform. Oh, yeah, that like, how can you back. be a Christian and continue to follow? It's like following Satan, but you're like, oh, every now and then he does quote the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, ah, uh, okay. Hey, Satan believes the Bible, all right? He really yeah. he knows it's he true. He knows it's true. Yeah, yeah. He does. But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I just don't, I've, I think if you're a Christian, you got to check which party you're supporting and what is it that that party supports and i mean life is the number one thing if 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 they if the party you support believes that you can abort an individual up to the moment of birth and That's now ridiculous. they're starting to talk after after birth uh, one one week in california one year. How do we in even Maryland. get into that conversation? Oh, it's that is been murder. Coming. That I mean, that has all been coming. It's been they've been working it. That makes for a me long so time. sick. I just can't even. It's it like does here's, make me sick. How many? How often do you hear people say, "You know, I understand the person's gay, they, but they they're born that way." Okay, you'll hear that, and people will believe that lie. Right. Now here's the key. Where does that lead? That means that any lifestyle that you have. You're born that way. Yeah, it's legitimate. Right. It's yeah. legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> legitimatized. That, well, that's exactly what you what you've done. That's why you're starting to hear people actually come out and not having any fear about it and talking about saying that there's nothing wrong with pedophilia. Well, it's almost right. Fa- oh, it's be- yes, things are that's, becoming fast. I mean, I've there. heard the videos on that one. Yeah, yeah. that's just I can't believe we've gone there. Well, but if you go by their base belief. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. You follow your, you follow your no philosophy yes. to its logical conclusion. It was minor attracted, I guess. Wasn't that what the professor said? Was, yep. you know, it was disgusting. Minor attracted? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not so, pe- they're not a pedophile. No. They're minor attracted. That creates... <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the love. A stigma. And how they change, how they... They they play semantics all the time. Oh, That's yeah, what the devil great. does, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Mm. Great uh, propaganda. We are out of time. Awesome. Well, that and we just got into. Mm-hmm. I know I I know I could have ignited the audience with this one, <laughs> uh, and I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm just telling you, read, keep yourself educated, and understand what's going on around yep. you. All right, Bible guys are next, and uh, I want to thank Simone for coming. And I'm thanking Missy for coming. You're welcome. It's always good to yes. see you both. It's good to be back. Good to see you back, Simone. And you do look good. You look nice rested. and healthy and rested. All right. News is next on the Dave Ellswick Show.
It's Tuesday. I got Steve here. I got Billy here. Now, Scott will be back, hopefully. I just uh, got a hold of him today, and hopefully he'll be with us next Tuesday. What do you mean? So we hope that he'll be back then, and uh, he's recovering from some health issues that uh, he had to get down and wrestle with. But he said that he is experiencing now supernatural hearing. Healing. And Amen. I like hearing that. I, I like hearing that. Okay, so I I texted both of these guys. Steve is here, and so is Billy. Say hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Okay. Say hi, Billy. <laughs> Good morning. All right, he's here as well. So the bottom line is, I was reading First uh, John, and I was in the fifth chapter. And I think it's kind of towards the end of the chapter. It's kind of towards the end of the book, if mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And uh, and and John starts talking about sin. Now we know that sin means missing the mark. Okay, that that's what it means. But John goes further, and he says there is sin, not unto death, and that there is sin that is unto death okay so i was reading that and i had gotten into a discussion about it and so i'm asking both of you to walk us through that and and what's john saying by the way last night i was reading the uh, first epistle short epistle first peter and i got to the end of it and that's where uh peter talks about what you hear billy talk about paul and he says, you know, Paul, he talks about this stuff, too. But he's really hard to understand mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Well, they, not <laughs> he, only that. He was the egghead of the group, evidently. Well, he takes it a little further and says um, that that people take and twist. And that's, oh, yeah. that's definitely happened quite a bit. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he gets into all that. But I loved what he had to say about Paul. They, I got to believe that they were good friends. Well, sure. You know, I mean, seriously, because... It's kind of I when I hear Peter talking like that, I think about you talking to Billy. Right, and that's what I hear. You know, just little friendly kind of jabs and stuff like that yeah. going on. But yeah, why? So what? What is sin unto death, and and then sin not unto death? You want to take that one on? Because <clears throat> that can be confusing. It it can be, um, but it's also got a little echo. Yeah. I got you. Got you. If you want to, you can take them off. And if we have somebody call in, then you can listen. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, I think you have to go back and understand in the law, first of all, because... Oh, and for you who think that there is no law, (laughs) John didn't believe that way. Right. And you have to go and see that not every sin that was committed in the Old Testament required the death penalty. Mm Mm-hmm. So some of them just required an offering or a sacrifice or restitution. It really just depend on what the sin. So not every sin was the death penalty. And every sin that we commit doesn't um, warrant the death penalty. And I have to believe that, and this is where it's going to mess some of the uh, once saved, always saved people up a little bit. Uh, one of the verses that Billy and I quote all the time, it's the verse that, that kind of jerks the slack out of our chain, if you will, is that, in Matthew 7, where um, it says, Not everybody who calls me Lord, Lord is going to enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father. And many will say to me in that day, Did we not do all of these miracles in your name? And he'll say, Depart from me, I never knew you. 
So that means there are people alive today that believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And they're calling him Lord. But he's going to say to them, I have no idea who you are. Because for whatever the reason, they uh, were not in relationship with him. They they say, that, well, I, I believe, but yet there was no change. Or as Pastor Scott says all the time, everybody wants a Savior, but nobody wants a Lord, right? So they don't want somebody who's going to tell you what you can and what you can't do, or if he asks you to go here, to go there, or whatever. And and so I think that there are certain things that we can do as believer that sends us over that, starts sending us down the, the slide, if you will. Uh, what that is is not defined. And I would say you could probably argue that for every individual it could actually be different. Uh, but – because of revelation right because uh he says too much is given much is required so what is a sin in one person's life may not be a sin in another person's life but paul gets into that in romans right yep yep and so it's and yeah he addresses part of that in romans 14 even one point he says if, if he thinks it's sin then it's sin to him but that's right. that's under the freedom of your walk in personal relationship correct. with jesus christ correct but then there are um because there's just certain things that if you take somebody who just can barely read and barely understand things and whatever revelation God has poured into them, he's given it to them. And that's all they're required for. But then somebody who has spent their entire life reading and studying and praying and living, then they've got more revelation. And, and, and so more things are a sin to them than someone who doesn't understand. So that's why I think it, it it's going to be dependent on the individual but yes, there are certain boundaries, I believe, that the Bible teaches that if we cross those, uh, I believe that we then now commit a sin unto death, which obviously you could take some of the big ones, right? If You, you cannot go around and be a serial killer and say, well, I believe Jesus died for my sins, right, right. while you're hacking bodies up. No, you don't, right? Or committing adultery. I, I take it to anything that is an active rebellious sin, not something that you're struggling with, not something that you're trying to overcome. Something that God's revealed to you and say, I don't want that in my life. I want to overcome that. I want to, I want to walk more holy, more righteous, more set apart. But someone who says, well, God, God forgave me and yet is actively in an adulterous relationship, actively embezzling money from work, wherever. I just don't believe those people. I believe those are sins that lead unto death. Okay. Before we get back into that discussion, Butch is with us. Got to put headphones on, guys. And Butch has got a question about church. Hello, Butch. What's uh, your question? Hey, it's Butch. Okay. How are you guys doing? Um, I love uh, the when you guys come on the program, Dave. I love what you do, and um, it's nice to give an, your knowledge. And uh, my main question for the Bible, guys, and I guess also for Dave um, can answer too, is Lord knows a lot about the Bible. But my main question for Bible guys is, uh, how come you guys don't have any hair? <laughs> because God doesn't put grass on a playground. That's right. Hey, so when your brain gets full enough, it just pushes the hair right out. That's, right, that's, that's what the other thing. Yeah, yeah, go uh, ahead. No, no. But seriously, how come you guys? None of you guys have a hair. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the reason that we uh, we don't have hair is because. That's uh, basically how God made us. Well, He uh, created so many perfect heads; the rest He covered with hair. That's right. That's right. Does that help? Dave put a hat on to cover it up. Yeah, I do. I keep a hat on. All right. Well, I appreciate your call. Maybe could try a hat. You could try a hat. Okay. Well, we appreciate your call. Hey, thanks for the input on on this. So. There you go. He's, he dropped off. As if somebody wanted to hear their voice on the radio. Yeah, well, he, he might want to go read what happened to 
people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, hey, the there were some children who made fun of prophets with, with a, for, of a prophet without hair. Yeah, that's it didn't true. go well for them. It so. did not go. It's the bears came out on them, didn't it? That's yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, eight two three zero nine six five five zero one eight two three zero nine six one six five. If you have a question, we'll be happy uh, to take on your question. And that may be one of the guys that you know trolls emails me from time to time and says, oh, so you believe in that, uh, you know, living dead uh, uh, Jesus, uh, right. you know, the Amazon, the Amazon, no, the zombie Jesus. The zombie Jesus, yeah. yeah. The zombie Jesus. Well, yeah, I guess if that's your definition of zombie, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be alive. I'm, I'll die, but I'll still be living. That's right. It's so funny. I, I talk to my kids about this because we've gone through some real grief last year. Uh, I lost two of my kids. I lost both my brothers. I lost my ex-wife, who I had finally become friends with again. And, uh, and, and, and people said, wow, you don't get all distraught and things like that. And I go, no, because they're not dead. Right. I, I mean, I can't see them right now, but you guess what? I right. couldn't see them a lot of times when they were alive. Right. They lived in another part of the country. I'd call them up or whatever. And I, I believe that, you know, I do not believe the veil between life and death is that thick. No, no, it's pretty thin. I think that we'll just cross. It, it over must be when pretty thin uh, because it doesn't take much to get from one side to the other. Yeah, evidently. So, evidently. Um, that's uh, we're dealing with a bit of that at home right now. My my mother in law passed away about a year and a half ago or so, and my daughter was extremely close mm-hmm. uh, with her grandmother, and I mean to the fact that I mean my. My mother-in-law lived about a block and a half, two blocks from us, and she spent probably more time at her grandmother's than she did at our house. And she is still struggling. Um, she, you know, we had a we've got a very close friend, uh, pastor friend of ours, who has been diagnosed with cancer. The good news is the prognosis is very good. It's it's a form of um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, so they they've got a very good prognosis. But we were talking about praying, and she was like, "Well, why bother?" Because God doesn't answer prayers about healing. I was like, oh, okay, we got to back up. Wait so, a second. Yeah, so she's she's dealing <laughs> with this. You know why? She, and we've had we've had those conversations. Those are there are things that um, even as a well seasoned, uh, well grounded individuals that we just have to wrestle with sometimes. You know, have to come back and ask: Does God really heal? Well, the yes, answer is he does. absolutely. He can heal uh, you and keep you in this earth, absolutely. or he can take you home and heal you completely. Right, and we and we have to have that conversation sometimes. Right, we have to remember um, that our vision of the world and the insight that we have into God's plan is pretty small and pretty limited. Uh, you know, I, I I have said on the air, I, I've said. Face to face with people, I, I I have told my family um, one of the prayers that I pray all the time is, Lord, if I ever start down a path that will eventually lead to my damnation, you know, if I start down a path where eventually I'm going to turn my back on God, take I'd rather you just kill me. Yeah, right. Take me now. So you know, if I suddenly drop dead tomorrow, and everybody's like, "Well, that's so tragic." Well, the answer might be, "No, no, 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 no." It was the most merciful thing God could do for me in that moment. Uh, God answered a, a different prayer of mine, right? Uh, because I might have been headed down some path. So it's um, yeah, tragedies happen. You know, this goes back to the whole. Well, why does God let good things happen or bad things happen to good people? Because there's no well, there's, good people. There's a fallacy in the one. question to begin with, right? That's right. Uh, but secondarily. Uh, and the conversation I had to have her, with her last night is secondarily, you have a very 
small view of God's larger plan, and you have no earthly idea what else was going on there. It's like I've had friends, <coughs> excuse me, that have had children die. Yeah. And I got to tell you, look, my, my kids were in their 40s, and that still was tough on me. Yeah. Because you always figure you're going to die before your kids die. Sure. And, uh, you know, and, but people always ask, well, why would God take a baby? Well, maybe he spared that baby all the grief of living. I mean, you think about it. You, you think about your own life. How much of it was fun and how much of it wasn't fun? There's a lot of it. Ain't fun, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I might have a different take on that, but the um, it's not the – man, this is a hard thing to get into. Just go. Nothing, nothing happens apart from God's will. However, we live in a fallen world. Yes, we do. So sometimes things happen. What they would call back in the day an act of God is just a weather pattern, mm-hmm. right? So I don't, <clears throat> I don't necessarily buy the idea that every raindrop, every tornado, every cancer, every sickness is done by the hand of God or right. allowed by the hand no, of God. No, in fact, sometimes, that's all done by the hand of man. We're right. the ones that caused all right. that. Sometimes stuff. things just happen, and sometimes because we live in a fallen world, because there's genetic abnormalities and things like that, like and I disease. don't believe that, right, I don't believe that um, that God creates people in who have can't walk, right? Like I had an aunt that lived her whole life because she had spina bifida. She lived her whole life in a wheelchair. I don't believe God makes people that way. It's just the result of a fallen world. So sometimes people get sick and die. Sometimes kids get sick and die. The difficulty is we asked, why didn't you move? That's the hard question. Yeah. We've got to get a break in. It's 20 after 7. We'll come back and talk more about this. It's important. Got a little, Number one, just remember – Every day when you get up and you look around, that's not the way the world was supposed to be. That's right. we got more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. The Bible guys are here. Phone number is 501-823-0965. If you have a question, whatever it might be, here's your, t- here's your opportunity. All right, 723 on a Tuesday. Bible guys are here. Billy's here. Steve's here. Like I said, it's got to be back next week. Guys, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Since the fall... And it's, it's always interesting to me that many Christians totally forget about the fall. Yeah. They forget about – look, they, they, some people even deny original sin, and I don't get that one at all. Right. But the, the bottom line is the world as we see it is not the way it's supposed to be. Not at all. Right. And I agree with you. Tornadoes came because of sin. Hurricanes came because God wouldn't have made random things that would destroy his creation. Right. But that's what happens when Satan gets involved. And and that's where we're at. There is going to come a time when there'll be a new earth. That's right. You know, and it'll be back the way it was supposed to be. When the lion will lie down with the lamb and mm-hmm. we'll going to turn, what is it called, uh, prune hooks into to yeah. all of that. Swords Spear, and, yeah, yeah, swords spears and pruning hooks, yeah. Yeah and all of that so how is that something that that christian believers have to get through their heads when they look around yeah. and understand and understand god may not be punishing you it's just 
Everything's screwed up, folks. Mo- yeah. Most of the time, this is something actually we were talking about, I think, last week. Most of the time, the things that we deal with is the results of our choices. Mm-hmm. And too many times we say, God, why did you allow that to happen? He's like, well, you're the one that walked into the busy intersection, right? So you yeah. want me to stop all the cars just so you can go gallivant across the street, right, and, and not get hit, right? So sometimes that stuff is because we make dumb decisions. Uh, there's a lot of sickness in our country. And some people say, well, why don't we see all the miracles that we see in the first century? Maybe it's because we've done it to ourselves. Maybe it's because we don't eat right, we don't live right, and we don't take care of our bodies. And those are the things, and it's just the ramifications well, of us. Don't we have to look at life the way Paul did? All right, to, to, you know, to live is life, yeah, right. but to die is gain. To die is gain, right. And that's actually, it's funny, we're preaching part of my message this weekend, uh, is we've got to be focused on what's what is what matters what is i'm not reality? afraid of death i'm a little concerned about what the process is going to be right right i think okay. that's probably most people if yeah if especially the people of faith right if they knew that all they had to do was just lay down and go to sleep and not wake up in this life then most are not going to be afraid of it right? yeah it's, now, what my, it's what my brother did I'm, right i i envy him for right. that now, they said that you were going to, you know, die in a plane crash on your way to heaven, and you got, you know, two and a half Screaming. minutes of fall time, right? Then they you know, might be a little bit more concerned I agree, about I the agree. sudden impact, right? That's what I'm saying. Right. Yep. <clears throat> but, um, but then you got those other people that are hyper-faith people, and they'll get half the plane saved on the way down to the ground. It's just, <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Right. Good for them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it, that is what we have to remember, that this is temporal. And part of the other thing is – what is the will of God? We take that out of the equation because as Americans and because of the hyper-faith movement in this nation, we have removed the will of God out of the equation yeah, of yeah. things. And they forget in the book of James, uh, maybe in John, where he said that we can know with the confidence that what we ask uh, will be answered according to his will that's correct and if it's not his will it doesn't matter how long you pray about it doesn't matter how many scriptures you quote about it it's not going to happen and you say well it it might be this or it might be that okay but if it's not his will you're not getting it okay american can i share something not getting it just personal sure i i've talked about this for several years now i had a dream I know there's a lot of people who go, oh, Dave's going to get weird now. All right. I woke up out of this dream. I heard God's voice. I could hear him talk to me. I could hear I, – I, I, it was as real as anything that I've ever experienced. And it was God telling me to start a school, to get a school started, and I'm supposed to go out and talk about education, and I'm supposed to talk about bringing it back to what God wanted education to be. And – uh, you know, I'm supposed to be working towards that. Well, I've been working towards it. But you know what? To start a school, it costs a lot of money for mm-hmm. us. And that hasn't come. As uh, Brother Rick Bazette told me, Dave, if he gave you the, the vision of it, he's going to give, give you the, the money provision. for it, the yep. provision of it. If he, if he gave you the vision, you'll get the provision. And, and But what you just said is maybe my talking about it is only supposed to elicit a response in somebody else and kick something off and they're the ones Mm -hmm. that are going to build the school i'm the one that's just planting a seed out there yep could be i mean i mean i may be johnny Appleseed. you know what i'm saying well that's well i mean that's completely biblical because i believe it's in the book of acts where um paul said i planted barnabas watered and god brought the increase yep so there are certain things that and foundations that will be laid that will be never be seen 
and I've seen this played out, like when people talk about some of these castles and stuff that were built back in the day, they took 100 years to build, yeah. right? There are certain things that you may lay the foundation for that somebody else is going to put the walls up, somebody else is going to put the roof on, and that's just that's part of the plan of God. I was yeah. reading about a, a manor house the other day where it took six generations to build it. Like, well, okay, that's a lot of faith on the guy who laid the first foundation stone. Right. All right. Stay with us. we got to take a break. we got Bill O'Reilly coming up, and then after Bill... Uh, we'll play some political ads. <laughs> We're playing a lot of political ads lately. And then uh, we'll be back to talk. The Bible guys are here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, at 9 o'clock, we'll start off with Senator Bozeman. He's going to put to, uh, to bed that he's been feeling bad. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Man, that... That was a good discussion. Just, I'm just saying, I'm, I've always said about this, I should do the Dave Ellswick break show. <laughs> right. I mean, just so you can hear some of the discussion that goes on. I'll be honest, that's when we can talk and we don't worry about whether you think it's politically correct or not, right. just just to be honest. But l- let, me, let me touch with both of you on this because, look, everybody's all fired up about what's going to happen in November, mm-hmm. all right, to follow politics. It's going to be a red wave. It's going to be the Republicans taking over. And then they're disappointed because the Republicans don't do it exactly the way they wanted to do it. That's because you're putting your faith mm-hmm. in the wrong place. Yep. yep. Don't put your faith in men with feet of clay. That's right. All right. I'm not saying that there's people out there you got to make a choice, which you do, and you got to you got to vote for one of them. But let's be praying that they'll do what God wants done. Right. You know that I think needs is needs to be what we're, what we're leaning towards. Yeah. Now there's the I <clears throat> the corruption is so deep. I don't know that you can carve it out, right? Because there's a place, a couple of places, and, and a lot of people may not be familiar with this. God said of Israel when their sin had gotten so bad, He said the wound is incurable, which meant the Assyrians and the Babylonians were coming to destroy Israel because that's how deep their sin was. And at another point, he said, I don't care if Moses and Daniel and Elijah were standing before me asking me not to do it. I'm doing this. That's how bad it is. And so if you have any hope to think that somehow the Republican Party is going to win all of these seats and things are going to change, well, the biggest flip that happened in the political life of this country was in 2010 right after Barack Obama did what Joe Biden did and is doing now yep. and they they he lost like 40 or 50 there was like a 40 or 50 seat flip as that's how much control the republican what they do we're worse off now than we were then so if you're hoping for that your your faith is put in the wrong spot well you're putting it in men that's right it's it's not men now are, they're just as corruptible and I know you're not going to like what you're going to hear now as you are that's right yep. right but it has to be put in in uh, faith in men that fear God. Yes, right. They don't. Nobody fears God anymore. That's the difference in the founders, for the most part. Although they had their feet of clay, they understood they couldn't get the uh, the Constitution passed or get the Declaration taken care of unless they left slavery along. Yeah. They knew slavery was definitely not of God. Right. But they left it there because it was the only way to take the step forward. Was that right? Right. Yeah. Civil War had to happen because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but as I recall, 
uh, while Washington had slaves, and part of those were inherited, and therefore he couldn't free them, uh, as part of his will, he, he, he let them go. He let them all go. He freed all so of them, even Jefferson. those that he wasn't supposed to free. He didn't have a legal right to free. He freed them all. Uh, he understood, but what he could not do is in his lifetime, because of what he represented, he could not in his lifetime do that because it would have torn this country apart. But in his death, there is this there's this thing where you become... Uh, Superman. If you were important, you become a Superman when you die, right? Yeah. Everybody only wants to talk about the best things, and therefore you can get away with things in your will that you couldn't get away with in life. And one of those things for him was to free everything, everybody who had worked for it. So, you know, we, we can – this whole revisionist history thing is perhaps the thing that sickens me most about what's going on in this country right now. Um, because all the other things, all the other evils that are going on out there can be tied back to this changing of history. Well, we can justify doing this because we just pretend this over here didn't happen. Well, so. it's like in school systems now. It's just like in 1984. In 1984, if you see the Edmund O'Brien uh, version of it from the 50s, he's sitting and he's redefining history. Yeah. And they bring things to him and say, this needs to be removed. So he rewrites what they want, and then he drops the uh, piece of paper into the basically go-away tube. And it incinerates it, and it's as if it never happened. Mm. That's happening in our country right now. Absolutely. It is happening as I'm speaking right now. And there's a lot of you, and there's a lot of you who are, I'm going to make people mad today. That's why I've got, did you see my new sign when you guys came in? It said chaos coordinator. (laughs) There you go. All right. I'm going to add a little chaos to this. If you're a teacher and you know what the syllabus is saying is wrong, but yet you go ahead and teach it, you're complicit. It is right. sin. It is. You're sin. complicit in it. Yeah. And I used a big word there. It is sin. Um, you are. If you know that it is wrong, and you teach it anyway, that what you have done is willfully lied, and that is a sin. So um, you know, you might go. Did he just say I'm sinning? If I yes, yes I did. Yes I did, and I right. wholeheartedly believe that. You know, well, I'm glad you said that so that I don't get all of the emails. <laughs> That's fine. Email me away. You know how much hate mail I get? Fire away. I ain't scared of a little hate mail. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that to counter. You know, there's sometimes that I just almost start weeping when I see all the things that are happening. Yes, I agree. Um, especially the thing. One of the things that we were talking about off air is the the, the mutilation of children. Yep. yep. And the, and the fact that there are um, psychologists medical doctors that are condoning that that children can have their body parts surgically removed that you can give them pills to change the process which is the natural given process Mm -hmm. right and then when people talk about not trusting the science right they'll blame people like me that was an anti-vaxxer and go okay you you're saying i don't believe in science well a hundred years from now if you dig that body up and they check the dna on that thing they're going to say man or woman yeah. Okay. You just look there's, at the skeleton. Right, there's no two ways around this. You know, one of the things in my honoriness because I've been known to flip over tables. I would I would put if I was somebody in the house, I would put a bill in that says, "Okay, um, we're going to condone abortion, but all abortions must be um, conducted with an AR-15." That way, maybe the left will actually give a damn that babies are being murdered. Right. Right. 
because they don't care. So there, there's so much chaos and madness and murder and morality and say, hey, we're for abortion. Hey, we need to get rid of all these guns because we're, we're kill- kids are being killed. You don't care that they're being slaughtered every day. Don't act like you pretend because they're older. It is just maddening to me. I just, you know, the, in the book of Isaiah, it says in chapter 26 to go hide yourself in the inner chamber. There's no way we get out of what's coming. Even if one didn't believe in God, when you tear down marriage, when you murder children, when you mutilate children, and you've got pornography and sexual immorality, no society will survive that, yep. whether you believe in God or not. The Romans found that out. Right. I was I was sent a the video Greeks yesterday. Out. Um, and if you don't believe things have gotten bad, uh, it was a someone doing an interview on the street, and they were talking to people about abortion. And the the question was, do you believe in, in late-term abortion? And the woman who was responding was like, it is always the mother's choice. So, well, how far? And the woman just responded, it is always the mother's choice. So, well, are, are you talking about even up to birth? It's always the mother's choice. What about if that child is, is always and, – and the, the interviewer – is obviously starting to get concerned. She goes, well, what about that if that child's already born? It's always the mother's choice. That's right. What if the child is one or two years old? Mm. It is always the mother's choice. So we're, not, we're, not, we're beyond abortion. Right. And, and you've got states that are trying to legalize way beyond abortion. That's what Francis Schaeffer said. I mean, I'm a big adherent of Francis Schaeffer. You know, was he a perfect man? No, he was not. He had problems in raising his family and things of that nature. But I will tell you this. He changed my life with the things that he wrote. And one of the books he wrote that really changed my life was Whatever Happened to the Human Race. Yeah. It's one of the greatest pronouncements of our culture. And I won't even say it's a pronouncement. It's um, He was basically – here's what he said. You start with abortion. If you cannot protect life in the womb, you cannot protect life in anywhere yep yep and he's so right because he said he said back in the the 19 early 80s he wrote this with uh, Everett Koop who was the Surgeon General at the time and he made the statement that with abortion going the way it was going in the United States it would only be a couple of generations further down the pike that we would be we would be moving into infanticide, and yep. we're there we're now. There. Yep. We are there now. It, it's been going on already. I, they call it uh, what is they call it? Con, you know, like conservative care or whatever. And they take a baby that they think doesn't have a real good chance of surviving, and instead of giving it life saving technology that it will survive, they put it in a blanket lay it on a table and push it to the side yeah i um, that goes on in hospitals now yeah i i have to say this because i said to somebody we were talking about this i don't know about a week or two ago and i said you know people who the guys who have the platform and the voice um aren't shouting loud enough so this is the the little platform that we have here in central you Arkansas. get your apple card okay you get your apple application okay. my what you get your apple uh, box you know, step oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Apple okay. box, gotcha. I was like, Apple, my phone. Works. Yeah, for people who yeah. are not old enough, they don't even soapbox. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, soapbox, yeah, I soap box. Apple okay. box, I was thinking of my phone. Yeah, yeah, Apple Curry. <clears throat> so this whole thing that started up about the potentially overturning of, of Roe v. Wade, before anybody, if you are a believer and you are excited about that, and you should be. Yeah. However, 
the question is what will the church do with the babies yep. okay because we and looking in the mirror here we have failed the ones that are alive today there is an entire network and um um housing of children that need homes so if let's just say that it, it doesn't it goes back to this let's just say in the perfect environment that all abortion is made illegal and now we're flooded with millions of babies are you going to take them into your home are you going to adopt them are you going to raise them and are you going to be part of the people that affect the society we can't cheer you know this this is going to happen if we're not going to be the people that takes them into our home so that's something that we need to seriously yeah. talk about within ourselves uh whether or not we have um been somewhat complicit because we haven't done that's the primary thing remember the bible says in the new testament pure and undefiled religion is those who take care of the widow and the orphan and it, it's not those who give the most to church to sit in the right pew and quote all the scriptures it is those basic things of taking care of people and so we have got to be ready if this happens to be there uh for women i'll go along with you. here's what i love to see happen i'd love to see the church uh i like to see the protestant church do like the catholic church did for so long and they still try to do it but it's difficult and that is get their own schools going all right and teach the children as they should be taught yeah and secondly do just exactly what you say there's nothing wrong with orphanages if they're run correctly if they're run correctly all right and and churches should be the ones that are running them correctly they were originally Yes. Right. Well, here's here's one of those things. Human beings, as a general rule, we don't think about the unintended consequences, right? We we don't think about what the consequence of overturning Roe v. Wade are, are going to be. You have to understand that prior to Roe v. Wade, there was a real cautiousness about getting pregnant, right? Uh, with Roe v. Wade having been the law of the land for nearly 50 years, promiscuity has, has just skyrocketed. Right. And it's not like when, when Roe v. Wade ends... The promiscuity. Everybody's going to go. Well, we got to stop nope. having. We got to stop having sex. You know, it's it's just not going to happen. So you're going to have these several million children every year that are going to have to be dealt with. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Final break. We'll come back talk about this more. What do you think about that? Where do you think the position of the church is in all of what we just talked about? You know, Roe v. Wade. Look, abortion doesn't go away in the United States. It goes away in some of the some states, states of the United States. We'll come back. We'll talk about that as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, so let me just ask you guys. By the way, Bible guys are here. You know, Steve is here. Steve Hess is here. And Billy's here. And they're sitting here talking. And they're they, they, uh, they messianic uh, preachers. Best way I can put it for you. Saturdays, if you want to go through a messianic service, go over to Agape Church starting at what time? One, one, o'clock. one o'clock. One o'clock on Saturdays. Uh, and uh, if not, you know, join, uh, you know, Pastor Scott. Sunday at 10. He'd do Saturday, too, but, you know, only one man can do so much, I'm right, just saying. Right. You know, so just just keep that in mind. And uh, and I, I highly recommend, if you're Christian you've never been to a messianic service, that you go to it. I had fun over to the one in Sherwood. I liked coming over to that. Yeah. Although I have to say, I'm not a big Mediterranean food guy. <laughs> it's just not spicy enough for me. You know, Billy's <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> anyway, I like I like my food hot. Yeah, so. me too. I like it. I like it spicy. You I, know, and, I tend to and I, I tend to bring curries. I don't like so. mashed up chickpeas. I'm sorry. 
I don't it's like mashed up put it over, a little over rice, and uh, those guys will spice it up. We one guy on that. He, he spices his stuff I'm up. Not big on that anyway. But that, with that, I'll say. Well, I'm hearing what we're all saying here, and I hear a few pastors say this, but I don't hear enough. Yeah. In, within within the church, saying what we're saying. I mean, are is the church just? Not understanding is that what it is, or have we? Be, it's become the, as I like to call it sometimes, the Christian industrial complex. That's a big part. It's also the uh, you know the proverbial frog in the pot kind of thing. We've become so numb to it. <clears throat> I think <coughs> that we don't realize. Excuse me. <clears throat> the world's in chaos. Yeah. Despite from America, the world. I'm the is chaos a- coordinator. <laughs> well, you need to stop it because it's going everywhere. No, I'm coordinating, <clears throat> trying to help people do the chaos. It's, <clears throat> but we're so used to it nowadays that we have become numb to it. We yeah. have become yeah. numb that what we're talking about right now is the murder of children in the womb. Right. But this isn't new. Right. This, this was something no, that they was, used to do it back in the day. How, it was in biblical times. They. <clears throat> What you brought up about post-abortion, that was what was common. It was one of the sins. Think about this. In the book of Isaiah, when the children of Israel were offering their their children to Molech, they would take them born and then throw them in this burning cauldron <clears throat> and just, just burn them up right then and there. And God said, it didn't even enter my mind that I would have to create a commandment. Yeah, to, to tell this, you right? not to do this. That God said, this is so heinous, I didn't think I needed to give you a commandment not to do this. That's how bad it is. And now we sit here and just look at it and go, oh, well, it's just a clump of cells, or it's just this, or it's just that. It's life. It's, it's not, life. But it's not, it's, not, it's not in any way experienced life. So if you have no experience. I, I had a young lady you, made that I'm argument. just saying, all right? Yep. You, you've heard the, the yep. people talk about this. Yep. It's, it's, it's scary. Yeah. It really, I mean, I'm just telling you. Francis Schaeffer was right. Yep. Take it. Which one? Okay, <clears throat> the same argument they make is the same argument that people made against slavery and blacks. It's the same argument Hitler made against the human. Jews. They're not humans. They're rats. They're, right. They're not They're really people. They haven't. They're not really worthy of life. It's mm-hmm. the same demonic spirit. It's yep. the same thing. Agreed. They've just adjusted it, and now we're comfortable with it because it's done in a hospital, in a lab coat, in a nice, cleanly, sterilized environment. And so we don't look at it as what it is. Yeah. It's soil and green. It's the well, <clears throat> it's just the uniform of the priests and priestess of Malek is all it is. It's just that the uniform is one that we associate with something good, medicine, rather than something evil. Um, you know, uh, and it's it's not going to for starters I am not advocating violence, but it's not going to change because we don't have the stomach to change it anymore. How did it change in, in the Old Testament? Well, a, a righteous king would come along and go, "Okay, gather up all those priests and Malek because we're fixing to kill all of them." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we don't we don't have the stomach for that. We don't have a legal right to do that. We don't have the stomach for it anymore. We don't have the stomach to go do what is necessary to clean this country up because we are soft. Well, and the, the majority of the, the mega pastors that have the platforms to call for repentance are Won't. teaching that the law of God is not even relevant anymore. Right. So how can you expect a culture and a society to change to fear God and to repent of sin when, no, when there's nobody That's saying that they're sinning? I said at sin? the very beginning of the show today. You look, you go back. If you don't believe, that, don't believe that the law still pertains to 
uh, living, breathing Christians, then just read First John. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he makes a pretty good argument for it, you know, and so does Peter. Yep. You know, now those are the apostles, and if they believe that it's something that we had to be doing, then it's something we got to be doing. People will quote a lot of the, they'll quote just the love side of what Jesus came and taught on certain things, and don't judge, and all this other stuff. Go read Revelations chapter 1, 2, and 3. And look at how <laughs> right, Jesus right. dealt with the church. The church. That's, that's written to right. the churches. This Jesus yeah. spoke taking away to the their, church. Taking right. their, their candlestick. Right. He away. said, you better repent or I'm going to come take away your light. He's talking to the church, not to sinners outside the church. He's talking to the church. Y'all better repent because I know your works. I see what you're doing. This yeah. idea that we can just sit here and sing a kumbaya while we're in this closet committing sin and, and just quietly condoning all this stuff, there is a rude awakening coming. I got my Pentecostal hat on this morning for some reason, I guess, because it's chaos. We don't realize the chaos and the murder and the immorality that is on every television station it's on every airway and that we are just quietly muddling along when our country is falling apart and nobody is calling for repentance and restoration nobody and it's the only thing november will not change this election i don't care if the republican wins all 535 seats even if they were all up it doesn't matter if this country does not repent we need another finney i'm just saying we need another finney and for all of you who don't know who I'm talking about, Google it. All right, let's take a break. Whitehall or some of the other people that we've had. We're out of time. Out of time. <laughs> thank you, guys. Steve and Billy, thank you. Hopefully Scott will join us next week and Bible Guys come back on the air. Until then, guys, you guys have a good week. I will see you then. Don't forget, I'll be back at 9 o'clock. We'll have Senator Bozeman and Shane Stack's going to join me at the 9 o'clock hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. Nine o'clock hour, Dave Ellswick Show. Glad you're with us. Um, our special guest uh, to start us off. We're going to have Shane Stacks. Don't Hello. run away. Shane's coming. Okay, so don't don't change your dial now, because I've got Senator John Bozeman on first. The reason I have the senator on is yesterday I came into work and suddenly I got about four or five text messages and uh, an email and they said what's wrong with senator bozeman and i said what are you talking about i said i haven't heard nothing and they go well i heard that he had a heart attack or something i said all right nah i'm i'm telling you i would have heard about this for sure i don't think it's happening so i called my connection 
with the uh, the senator, and that's Sarah. And I said, Sarah, can we get the, the senator on to talk about how he's feeling? And she said, let me check. And they said, the, the senator said yes. So this is something you've heard. Are, are, is, is your death being untimely reported? Is that what you're saying? No, I think it is. And, and we're in a situation now where we're dealing with some pretty desperate people that will say or do anything. And uh, I'm blessed. I've never had a heart attack. As you know, about uh, eight years ago, I had a situation yes. where I had a tear in my my aorta, and that was fixed. I don't think I've missed a vote in the last uh, six years or so. So it'd be difficult to have all of these heart attacks. You get my you get my schedule, Dave, in the sense that you know we push out to the press where we're at, and I think I could say that I work as hard as anybody in the delegation, uh, you know, combing the state. So. No, I, I'm I'm in great shape. The Lord has blessed me, and that's that's really what it's all about. Let me ask you something, Senator. Where did this thing about you've had seven heart attacks come from? I mean, I, I, I swear, I, I don't get it. I know. I, again, you know, I think what you do is you just throw things out, and you try and you know make them stick. And the more people talk about these things, but as I say, it's absolutely crazy. I don't think i've been had a sick day again i you know i hadn't hadn't any votes that i've missed since uh, i think january of 2016 the ones that i missed in there was due to transportation issues you know, i'm flying back and forth all the time and planes get delayed and then also you get in a situation where just family situations with marriages and deaths and things like yeah. that but but that's you know we're talking three or four or five votes uh you know since since my episode, uh, you know, where I had the in March of 2014, so uh, there's no there's no basis to this at all. And you know, Dave, I don't mind people attacking me on my record. They can argue that you know with a vote or all of that, but but this stuff is crazy. And you see the things that uh, you know that I'm pro-abortion and all of these mm-hmm. kind of things. Uh, you know, I'm I blessed. I'm being endorsed by the Susan B. Anthony, one of the premier, uh, you know, entities of its kind. I've got an A-plus rating with that, A-plus with National Right to Life, uh, A-plus with Arkansas Right to Life. We were really blessed uh, last week, the uh, the National uh Border Guard, the 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 union of yeah. the uh, the border agents endorsed us, and 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 the reason they did that was I was actually the chair of Homeland Security the first two years of the Trump administration. Spent a lot of time on the border and uh, visiting with the the border patrol. These are wonderful people that work so hard, and and you know they're in situations now where that where they're you know they're doing things that they're not trained to do, shouldn't be doing. They should be apprehended hitting people crossing the border versus taking care of young people and stuff. So uh, they appreciate the, the work that I did then, visiting the border many, many times. But these are things that we're very proud of. So attack me on my record, but don't make up stuff that's just absolutely crazy. And, you know, half-truths are whole lies, and you get into all of this stuff. But uh, that's that's the situation that we're dealing with right now. Well, I, I have been saying this is a political dirty trick. Am I correct? Oh, I mean, that's. I think that would be, uh, you know, <laughs> an exaggeration in the other way. It's it's okay. certainly a dirty trick. It's just people, uh, again, you know, there's no basis to it at all. I, I, I don't think I've had a sick day in 
six years. Yeah. I was blessed. I, you know, I escaped COVID. I escaped all of those kind of things, and and uh, uh, I'm very proud of the schedule that I keep and and just running around the state. Uh, you know, trying to take care of the people of Arkansas. So no, there's no. To be clear, there's no basis, in fact, of that at all. I'm, I don't have AFib. I haven't had any heart attacks. Uh, you know, any, any of this just crazy stuff that uh, uh, that they're putting out. All right. Uh, by the way, Shane Stacks is here. You remember Shane? He used oh, to be an yeah, sure. part. Shane, go ahead. You had a question. Yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry that that's happened, Senator. Uh, it's it's sad when that happens, but. All three of us, myself, you, and Dave, are obviously men of faith. Nothing is said in the darkness that won't come to light. That's right. So, uh, you know, if it doesn't come to light in this life, they'll, they will uh, they will account for it, um, you know, someday before God. But, right. yeah, it's, it's really sad what happens. And I think we can safely say that you are in this with 100% of your heart. So you're, no, you're I, in. Well, I appreciate that so much. And what we're... You know, the the situation that we have in politics now is that it appears that the end justifies the means. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, as people of faith, you know, we realize that's not the case, that your character and things are important. So, but but, uh, you make a great point and, uh, you know, things do do tend to come full circle and uh you know the people have you know they'll be held accountable for these things all right senator i i that's all i wanted to talk to you about i wanted to get you on after i heard about this monday (laughs) i had to get you on because i knew look number one i know that the seven heart attack thing is not (laughs) true no, it's idiotic. Well, it's if just, anything, uh, I would maybe go, well, that guy's out, tough. Fly. <laughs> and it, it'd be really hard to have seven heart attacks when you hadn't missed a vote in yeah, I agree. Know, six years or I, I agree. whatever. <laughs> so we're, we're glad that you're, you're healthy. And, and by the way, I, I, got one I wish I was there so you could pinch my cheek or something. You know, <laughs> I, I'd arm wrestle you. Yeah, sure See, there you, he is. This Senator. is not somebody doing, Senator Bozeman. <laughs> Just to prove the senator's health, we'd arm wrestle. <laughs> All right. So i got to ask this question. Are you going to yeah. sneak over to the House chamber and, and try to see all the UFOs that they're watching? That's an interesting deal. You know, the, the it, it has kind of caught up uh, America. My wife was asking me about that, you know, a couple of months ago. She'd read something about it. So uh, we got a lot of problems around here. Yeah, that thank we you very much. need to be working on. And uh, so, you know, these things are fine. You can, you know, you can chew gum and walk. But, but uh, no, I probably won't make it over there. Okay. Well, that's good. I think it's bread and circuses. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Would you like for... So you don't have any questions for me to ask about any experiences you had? You, you've never been picked up by an alien, have you? No, I have not. And here's <laughs> here's my whole argument about all of that. Very simple, everybody who believes in UFOs. If they're such an advanced race, why do they come to Earth and do anal probes? <laughs> well, that's a question I hadn't thought about. <laughs> I don't get it. They're, they're anal retentive. And they I always know, go to they always go to trailer parks. Well, they I don't just understand mess with it. us. It's just it's alien teenagers messing with us. Is it what might it is. be. I don't know. 
You kids leave we, Earth alone. Oh, Mom. We, it's sad that you're not on the, the panel that's questioning. That's uh, true. I have all, real. Well, Shift won't want, wouldn't want me there because I wouldn't be asking about UFOs. Right, right. I understand. All right, right Senator, so. have a great day, and well, listen, I'm glad to know you. that you're well, doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, and, and I appreciate it, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you're giving me an opportunity to say these things are stupid, and, and again, it's just desperate people that are putting stuff out to try and, uh, you know, uh, reverse the course that of what's going to happen on Tuesday. All right. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank, thank you much, you, All right, Senator Bye-bye. John Bozeman. Here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show, we got a second report break. We by any go. chance? We're going to take a break. Okay, then we'll come back and we'll talk more. All righty, does then. that sound all right? Well, I was going to see if Heidi could find. There's an old song from the '80s from Timex Social Club called "Rumors." Oh yeah, so maybe we could play that coming back. Maybe so. Know. We'll yeah. find out. You can talk to her during the break. All righty, all right, we'll do that. We got more coming your way. Shane Stacks in the house. Oh my goodness, been a while. Yes, glad to have him here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along. Good to have my friend, Shane Staxton. I think the last time we sat in the studio uh, together was when I pre- that I was saying the movie that I was really excited about was Godzilla vs. Kong. Was it? Has it been that long? It's been that long. Wow! I know that we've. I know I've called in by phone a few times. Yeah, but yeah, to actually that's set. Not, yeah, it's not, not the same. same. No, I, I I agree, but yeah, to set in the studio, and you know, and I and I think my show ended about a year and a half, about a year ago. Yeah. So I haven't been up here at all. Yeah, it's too bad. Has it been bad. two years since I've? I can't. I still do my. Podcast. We lost. We lost when you left. I mean, that you had a great show. Well, thank you. You really, you did. Yeah. I see. I, I, I'm protective of the people who learned from me. Yeah. Well, you definitely <laughs> got me into radio. I mean, I wouldn't be in radio, and I wouldn't know a, a, a enormous amount of what I know without you. So. Um, and now I've turned loose. You know Robert Steinbach on, yeah. on the world. <laughs> yeah, he's a, in fact, it's, it's interesting you bring up Robert because he's one of the sources that was contacted for a for a story that I brought in okay. to talk about. Go but ahead. before we get to that, I have to I have to do a couple of uh, shout outs. Shout, shout, okay. Not shout outs. Just want to mention a couple of things. Okay. I don't know if you've had a chance to mention them on your show yet. One, we lost Fred Ward. Have you, yes, have I you saw that, that the other day. Okay, so Fred Ward. The, he played Gus Grissom in The Right Stuff. And Remo. Uh, he was Remo Williams in Remo, The Adventure Begins. He was Time Rider. I don't know if you remember Time Rider or not, the guy yep. that, on the motorcycle that goes back yep. to the Old West. Uh, he was also in Tremors. A lot of people know him oh, from Tremors, Tremors, yeah. Right? And with, Tremors, too. With, uh, who's the country singer that was in that as well? Female? Oh, Reba. Reba McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. her and uh, the dad from... Uh, Family, family ties, ties yeah. were gun nuts. Yes. Yeah, Bert, Bert Gummer, who was the husband, has gone on to be one of the best fictional characters in movies ever. He's just he's in a lot of the Tremors movies, and he's just an absolute survivalist gun nut. And he was rocking the Gadsden flag way before it got... I yeah. was watching an old Tremors movie, and I saw the Gadsden flag, and I was cool. like, he was rocking it before it got cool again there it is. yeah don't, don't tread on me uh, but anyway so fred ward is one of those actors that he never quite became a major major star but, but he, he was always have. a good yeah he good, was a good, good star actor. he led some movies 
He's in movies that are beloved to people. So, yep. and I think he died at seventy nine. Right stuff. The right Love stuff. That. Yeah, he's the one that was like, uh, he blew his hatch. Yeah, yeah. He paid Gus Grissom. Yeah. So, and and a lot of people think because of the right stuff that Gus Grissom was kind of a bad astronaut or something. He wasn't. No. He was a massive contributor to the NASA program, and in fact, he was one of the astronauts that died in Apollo the fire 1. on the on the pad. So, but yeah. So I wanted to wanted to give a shout out to Fred Ward. And then, have you seen this news story? About this water tower with Johnny Cash on it. Yes. Shot. <laughs> I was just reading about it just a moment okay. ago. It's hilarious. How do we describe this while being... Uh, Johnny Cash looks like he's urinating. Yeah. Somebody shot the water tower. Was it Kingsboro or something Let like that? Let me look here. It's Kingsland, Arkansas. Kingsland. And they shot him in the private area. <laughs> on the water tower. Yeah. And it looks... They're losing 30 thousand gallons of water a day wow you know so it's it's funny but it's annoying to king i mean it's it's not funny to kingsland no okay? it's costing them money but dollars a day it's one of those things that if if you're gonna commit a crime it's got a pretty big wink to it because he's literally i'm looking at a picture on my phone right now art and this is from kait8.com but the news yeah. the news is going viral it's national it's not international by now somebody from a distance because it's one of those water towers yeah. that you see driving through towns pretty good shot and it's got a silhouette image of johnny cash because kingsland kingsland has a connection uh, which is the birthplace yeah. of Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash has an Arkansas connection. And somebody from a distance shot him right where his privates would That's be. Right. And there's a huge stream of water, water coming out. out. It's so, hilarious looking. So there's two things. One, they got to fix the plug. Yeah. Or plug the hole. Two, I'm assuming for safety, they got to go in there and get that bullet out of the water. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what, what they got to do with that. That might screw up the pump. Yeah. Something I don't know. Yeah, I so, don't know. Well, I mean, will, will it rust in the? I don't know. Will I it, don't know. Yeah, I would see most bullet, bullets are steel jacketed. Yeah. I don't know. We need a gun expert to let us <laughs> call in, and we need Burt Gummer or somebody yeah. to call in and let us. And know. I have to say, if yep. if this has happened once, now the problem. Is oh is yeah, to keep it from happening. Yeah, again. they're going to have to put armor plating. Yeah, on something. Johnny Cash's yeah. privates. But yeah, and if anyone from Kingsland or associated with Kingsland is listening. I know it's not fun, but for the world looking in, it's funny. <laughs> it's I'm funny, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So it is. Uh, and what a shot. Yeah. Right? Good shot. Good shot because there's not multiple holes. I get. Okay, now you wanted to talk about a Democrat to people at Well, this came this came across last night and I was like, Wow. Uh, okay, so we have a setting and and as most people may remember, it's, it's, it's been a few years now. I was on the Pulaski County Corn Court yep. for two years. I was a JP. Now, this article is about a, um, a, a Democrat, okay? But some, some principles transcend whether somebody's a Democrat or a Republican. Okay. okay? It's about fairness. Just okay. about right now in a primary, you had, so you had uh, the senator call in. Because there's a rumor going around about yep. it. So, hey, vote on truth, not on rumor. That's correct. Right? So, and you mentioned you would have done that if that was a Democrat candidate. Yeah, I would right? Have. Okay, so here's this is from uh, KARK.com. Uh, Pulaski County JP calls re election disqualification political attack after hot checks discovered. So, listen to this. Okay, there's a sitting justice of the peace, uh, Christina Gulley, Democrat from district 10 okay okay now 
she had two hot checks from 1997 and 2003. Okay. They're already, she paid them back. Yeah. And guess what the total of both was? How much? $15. Okay. Disqualified. Getting, she's running for election again. Getting pulled off. She can't run for election because of Arkansas's infamous crimes law. Okay. And is probably going to be removed from her term. So that, and, and here's the thing. I mentioned Robert Steinbach. But you, you said that she was elected before this so that nobody caught it evidently. right well somebody made a complaint uh, a judge has ruled on this evidently in her own words she said hey mistake it was my own personal bank account i wasn't holding a position of trust then you know my th- this was 20 years ago it was 15 dollars, and she's already paid them back okay I, but uh our article five Section 9 of Arkansas's Constitution includes an infamous crimes definition. Anyone who commits these crimes cannot run for public office regardless of infamous the Infamous crime. Right. Regardless of the severity of the charges. So, uh, and they reached out to, to your friend and current political candidate. Uh, this is not an ad it's for just, Rob Steinbach. Yeah. Um, he's a UA Little Rock law professor. Anybody yep. who listens to your show knows Robert yeah. Steinbach. Okay. And his opinions are his and his alone. His, yeah, he has to say that, right? <laughs> so it, it says any crime of deceit or dishonesty, uh, dishonesty under this infamous crimes law, critically, there's no time limit. Judge Chip Welch ruled the hot checks fell under that category. Man, I got... Aren't you glad he's not on the Supreme Court? Yeah, I got problems with this. <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely can... I, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I under, this is one of those cases where maybe by the law, technically, maybe the judge has to rule that way. I have no idea. It would be good to maybe talk with Rob at some point about it and get his opinion You'll on it. You'll be on Friday. Uh, but if so, this law needs to be looked at. To, to, for over, 1997 was over 20 years ago. 2003 was basically 20 years ago. Two hot checks, $15 already paid back. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't keep me from voting for her. Plus, well, if I was going to vote for her, I'd vote for her. So, so she's gone. She can't run again, and uh, and 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 she's probably not going to be able to finish her term. This is out of balance. This is one of those cases where the law has no. Nuance well, then the law needs sense. to be. Right. The law needs to be tightened. Is what it right? Needs to we be. need to. This needs to be looked at. So, I just you know. This is ridiculous. This comes to things of. I don't know if she's doing a good job up there. I don't know if she's doing a bad job, but this is one of those things where she's losing the opportunity, based on a technicality. It's yeah. just it's it, it burns me up that somebody can. There's people who voted for her, wanted to vote for her again, and that's ridiculous. I just it really burns me up. Yeah. Well, I, I asked the question: Would you not vote for? Her? If you knew that she had, at one time, written a couple of checks with a total value of $15 that she made restitution for, and then say, well, now you can't be... Yeah, hold any political office in Arkansas. That's right. just it is. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I would. I mean, I would vote for somebody that you know. Now, if it was yesterday, yeah, might and, have to think know, about we it. might ask questions about. It. All right, let's take a break. 
We'll come back, and then uh, Shane and I, we got some different things to talk about. We're going to talk, I'll let you know, about culture. We're going to get into that because that's a big deal with Shane and I and Zach and Tim Lim and other people who joined me on this show. Back in a moment. Dancing shoes. That's an honor of the senator because people were spreading rumors about him. It's look at all these rumors. It's amazing. It's it's never stopped. It's always happened. Folks, don't know? spread rumors. No. Don't, don't spread lies. And, that is, especially if you're Christian, because it's ungodly. That is well. That's like it's it's character assassination. It's it's murdering somebody's reputation. Yeah. If you can't win on the facts, maybe you're not supposed yeah, to win. I'm with and you. Don't don't spread rumors. I and what you're saying. you know, this isn't about any particular candidate. This is about character and and behavior. Yeah. So, and make sure that you know something's true before you go spreading along. All you do is you listen to what he's saying. You know why we get along. Yeah. All right? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. How did we get meet each other? It's when he was, you know, in politics. That's when we, we got Well, together. we actually first met when I was doing Voice of the Martyrs. But okay. soon after yes. that, I, I forgot about it. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. After that. Soon that after still, that, I got it. Is that still pushing pretty good? Is it, yeah, is they're doing well. I, I haven't been. A, since I got married and uh, have a kiddo and all that, I'm no longer an area rep. But they're still out there doing the work. How old is your son? He is eight. Oh, my Can you believe that? Oh, my God. He's a super fun He's age. Angry. Okay. Like the funnest age. So, are you as excited as I am? It's not this weekend, next weekend. Heidi, it's next weekend. Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Back at the, uh, on the big screen Yeah, we again. at least have, I don't know if he's in the movie, but his, his painting is that Val Kilmer is the admiral is in yep. the movie. He is, he is the only other original character from the original movie that is back uh, for this. Is and he going to be in it? Like yes. Beyond just because yes. I saw where they showed. No, no, his, no. They, they've got a big. They got a big scene together. It said Iceman asked for you. Yeah. Personally. Yes. Yeah. No. He's that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. You were getting goosebumps during the break. Yeah. I'm. That's a great movie. Yeah. And, and I, I'm kind of surprised that they're doing. I mean, it took them 36 years, but still, I'm still kind of surprised that they're doing it because the left has kept their mouth shut on this movie and it's going to be jingoistic what do i mean by that it's going to be ultra patriotic yeah and it's it's it, jingoistic yeah it's going to be patriotic and it's also not going to step back from the use of force if needed yeah right well, that's what this is all about they're right. being trained for an right. attack well the i mean the pra- the trailers show that they get into it yes they and, do and and they they say that like this is worse than anything the maverick's ever been in yeah so i here's here's what i like about the movie when they first announced it, okay, first of all, let's go back. Was it 86? 1986. Okay, let's go back to 86. When men still played volleyball. Yeah, when men, yeah, when <laughs> beefcake volleyball ruled the land. No, there's not a woman alive that didn't like that That's scene. exactly, you're exactly right. And I don't mind that. Throw, yeah. Give them some beefcake. You should have seen me playing volleyball. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. yeah you don't no, want to see me see play it. volleyball. Okay, no. go ahead. So... There was the uh, the video Danger Zone. Kenny Kenny Loggins. Yep, Log- yeah, Kenny came on MTV, and it had the scenes of of all the jet fighter action. Yeah, and I was like, that looks amazing. Yeah, and me and my buddies went and saw it. And at the time, 
there had never been jet fighter cinematography like that ever. It felt like you were really in the cockpit. Yep. Uh, even down to the fact the cockpit had like scratches and stuff in it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it wasn't, it, it was like, it, or like they would shoot missiles and you get, I don't know how to explain it. You'd see the missiles go by and it felt like you were there. Yeah. Now by today's standards, people are like, oh, what's the big get deal? Get ready for this one. But I'm at the time, you. like it was just, the story was great. The jet fighter stuff was great. Uh, all that, it had the worst. Now I will say that. Take my breath away. Five minutes Berlin, of brother. Five minutes of blue big curtain hit. kisses. Yeah, big that, hit. Yeah, big hit. But that scene that was for the women. So long. Anyway, for the women. All right. come so, on. So here's and then Goose. Love Goose. And and he tells and 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 Maverick tells that one guy that his pits stink and he and he yeah. smells his own pits yeah. to see if they really stink. We were inverted. What a great line. Got a Polaroid. Okay, so. Maverick, when they first announced it, I went, well, I'm not interested because it's going to be about all new stuff. They're going to have two minutes of Tom Cruise to give it legitimacy. Yeah. But no, they've really woven they've picked, they his picked character his into the movie. And that's what he's I want. He's playing Tom Skerritt's role in this movie. Yeah. That's what he's yeah, playing. Yeah, he's playing. He's now the instructor. That's right. Right. Uh he even uses his line, welcome to whatever it was that Tom Skerritt said in the first one. And yeah. it also uses the scene that you would expect from Maverick when he looks at the commander and he says, I'm not made for being an instructor. I just wanted that up front. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, I didn't want you, but Iceman did, yeah, yeah. who's now an admiral. Uh, and, you know, Val Kilmer doesn't get enough love for his role as Iceman. He was, he's not really the villain. He was just a different personality type. To Maverick, he didn't take the chances, Maverick. Right, but he was like the ultimate pro. But Iceman, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this. People don't give enough credit. He held his own for like two minutes in that dogfight till Maverick got there. That's at the right, end. And, and that's saved, you know and saved his butt. Yeah, but but he demonstrated how much of a bad of the bone dude he by surviving till uh, so, Maverick got there. So what there. was the last thing that that Iceman said to Maverick on board the aircraft carrier? You can be mine. You can be mine. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, I said no. You can be mine. That was their thing. Yeah, no. Great scene. No, it was. It was. There was. That was such good storytelling. Yeah, because neither of them was really the bad guys. They were just completely opposite personality types. They were competitive. Yeah, they were very competitive. (laughs) The Iceman. yeah, he's like, You're This dangerous. time we got the hangman. Oh, we have a hangman? Yeah, we got the hangman. Oh, wow. Now. Well, I know that another thing that's really interesting storytelling. And we got wise, females. Females. Female, female jockey, pilots. Jocks, yeah. So, uh, jockeys. So, another interesting storytelling thing is that Goose's son is in it. That's right. And hates Maverick. Which is interesting because it was not Maverick's fault. His wife even knew it. Yeah, but son's, you know, I, yeah. I, you know he's, he's obsessing, right? I it mean, looks like it's got, it's, it leads maybe to fisticuffs. Fisca, could possibly. It, yeah, you know? but Goose was, that was, the, the first one was so great. It is uh, a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the second one. Like I said, I'm so glad because I'm tired of them doing sequels quote unquote where it's all new it's really a reboot but mm-hmm. they stick a legacy character in there right. for just a little bit to sprinkle a little bit of legitimacy on it so i'm really glad that that's not what they're doing this time well i don't think Cruz would have been involved with it if it wasn't yeah. a really good script well, you know we were talking on the break and i want i want to say this publicly 
you know, people are like Tom Cruise, this and that. You were, you know, and you were, you were making the same point. He's an amazing actor. Yes, he is. I, you know, he's got. He goof. is the last, truly last Hollywood superstar. You think? Yep. I mean, he's like Lionel Barrymore or I, Errol Flynn like, or Burt Lancaster. Those guys were just beyond. Even Kirk Douglas were beyond being, you know, big actors. They were cultural icons. Mm-hmm. That's what Tom Cruise is. He really is. He's huge. crazy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He jumps up and down on couches and stuff. I don't care. His yeah. movies are well, always good. Well, that's the good. thing. Like, I go to see, I go to a movie to be entertained and impressed with the acting. He brings an A++ game. To and he every, doesn't bring his politics to no, it. No, he doesn't. He shows up to the movie. He does a great job. He, like you were saying, he's got a jet license, jet pilot's license. I guess he does some He does a flying. lot of his own yeah, flying I mean, in this movie. That's impressive. And yeah, his Scientology and all that other stuff is weird. But, but he's, you know, even, so here's a perfect example of Tom Cruise impressing people. When they did Interview with a Vampire... They Boy, cast. They hated his casting. Well, they cast movie. him as Lestat. Yeah, and even Anne Rice was like, "I don't want." But it. when he showed up and did the job, everyone was like, "She freaks out." He killed it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not. You know, you can love an actor without endorsing their beliefs. I agree. You know, uh, there's only one I can't. George Clooney. Because George Clooney brings his politics to his into the movie, and that's fair enough. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't. You know. Unless I'm watching a documentary or something, I'm not there for the. I'm there to be entertained. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm there to be entertained. I mean, but, you know what? You know what Brad Pitt movie I liked the best? Uh, which one? Fury. That was an amazing movie. That's a great movie. Best tank movie ever made. You may hate. You may hate Shea, uh, Shea LaBeouf, but that movie, he's great in that movie. That whole movie's good. That that's an amazing movie. Well, it's another thing like. Uh, like people are like uh, a lot of people I know that are, you know, of my political side or whatever. They don't like Jim Carrey, but he's super entertaining in the Sonic movies. You know what today is? It's his 60th birthday. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. He's 60. Can Ace we, Ventura is 60, 60 years old. That's crazy. Speak to Mr. Butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Except oh. they didn't call him Mr. Yeah. Butt. <laughs> Bleep, hola mio. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. Ace Ventura was. Yeah, but anyway, if I you need go see to show this, that as a classic, you should. Yeah, yeah. And the second one, he's got like some kind of monkey or something on his. He's like, look, Spike, and he's looking off in the distance. Remember when he gets bored? He comes p- popping out of the fake rhinos. Yes, butt? yes. They're like, oh, it's, oh, it's so good. But anyway, he's a very funny man. But yeah, like Jim Carrey, I don't and care he about got it. weird. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't care about his personal beliefs. He's super entertaining, and that's what I go to the movie to see, is to be entertained. Yeah. I'm not going to go to a pep rally he throws yeah. for his ideology or what whatever. What movie was he? Liar, Liar? Is that yeah. The yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, where he, <laughs> suddenly he could only tell the tell truth. truth. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, people don't, that's just a great movie. I mean, it well, makes me, a very big Irene point. Me, was good, yeah. and, and Liar, Liar, and The Mask. I yeah. mean, oh, you know, he's the funny. The Mask is phenomenal. Yeah, Jim Carrey. And then I loved... Uh, um, what was the one where he was the Truman Show? Yeah, great movie. Reality I, TV. Yeah, before reality TV. Right. Yeah, and it's, that's what's really good about it. All right. So, what are some movies you're? Lo- I told you we we're going to talk culture. Yeah. So, what are some movies you're looking forward to? Ah, uh, you know, Jurassic World Dominion. I am going. My, you know, Eli, my grandson, yeah, uh, moved with his mom and dad to Okmulgee, Oklahoma. Yeah. 
Now, I'm going to Oak Mulgee to get him at the very beginning of June and then bringing him back to Nana's and, and, and Pops. He calls right. me Pops. And I have promised him that on June the 10th, we will go see go see Jurassic Domin- Dominion. Which is yeah, the I'm curious. Newest one. It, I'm I'm curious talking about just throwing in leg- legacy carries characters for legitimacy. Now that one they got all of them. Well, in. they show a scene where all the legacy characters and all the characters are together, and I'm like, okay, I hope that's not just a one minute thing because when they brought Jurassic World back, yeah. you know, from Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum's going to be in it. Well. They showed a, a minute of him testifying yeah. to Congress. Right. I want a substantial part for these people. I like what they show Jeff Goldblum. He's looking up. He says, why do they always oh. go bigger? <laughs> <laughs> so looking forward to that. Uh, what else? Thor Love and Thunder. That should be fun. Black, And now I'm keeping this to geek movies. Okay. Right. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Black Adam should be fun. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. I guess they've done a remake of Salem's Lot. I don't know a lot about this, but it's... it's and it, they've redone Salem's Lot. I went and uh, just saw the redo of Firestarter. Yeah, uh, watchable, but uh, not great. You saw it? Yeah, it was on Peacock. Yeah. Uh, it was... It was... It, it was didn't closer any, to the book than the original In some one. ways. Yeah. But, but I... Yeah. yeah the girl... It, I like the girl better than Drew Barrymore, in fact. But still... There it, could have been so much more. I felt like I was watching a major TV movie. Yes, it It just I didn't did have too. a lot of emotional depth to I it. I agree with it. But it's watchable. Yeah. Uh, it's you can not, do better things with and, your money. And I'll tell you still. something, A triple plus about it, it had a John Carpenter score. Yep. And the score and it's was good. fantastic. It's yeah. good. A lot, a lot of ding, 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 piano. Yeah. Yeah, piano. I mean, yeah. just you got to yeah. get used to that. All right. A break and then more. Shane Stacks is here. It's Woo-hoo. good to have him back in the studio. You know what we got to do? We got to do a, a nine o'clock hour with you, me, and Zach in the studio. We'll talk and we'll get into TV He's with Zach. I know he is. I've been trying to talk him out. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, a break on the Dave Eldrick Show. Man, we got eight minutes left. Eight whole minutes. I got to have you back on soon. Yeah, we got to do this again. This is a, this is a lot of a lot of fun. I, you know, I have Tim Lim still on uh, on the on the morning show. He comes in at six in the morning. God bless his. What soul. a trooper! But uh, anyway, and I have Mark Pellegrini, and and all of these guys are really important to me. I'm just telling you, and they all know that they're important to me because I'm such a. Uh, an Andrew Breitbart geek. I was good friends with Andrew, and I, and and he's the one that I always quote that says that culture is upstream from politics. Mm-hmm. What you see on television today will be a political argument tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that's just something to keep in mind. In, in part, and that's partly because there are people in the creative forces that are purposefully using. They are. See, there's a. Here's the thing. There's a difference between social commentary and social conditioning. Mm-hmm. And social commentary is good and healthy. That's where you allow open debate of both sides or three sides or whatever it is and show everything and let it all be debated out. Let it all hang out. And, and you comment on it. Conditioning, conditioning is where you try to control what people think or approve of. Or you try to normalize things. I got to stop you just for yeah. a second. Yeah. I want you to look in the control room. 
See the guy standing next to Steve, see the guy standing next to Steve. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Does that guy not look like Frank Zappa? I was just thinking he looks like Frank. Looks Zappa. like Frank Zappa. I swear to God, he looks he's like Frank, Frank Zappa. He's going to go testify before Congress you, before you. I got to say, yeah. This full clarification and, and transparency. He's a White Sox fan. Go away. Okay, anyway, we'll just stop. That. Go ahead. That was Mr. Steve Marsden. Well, I haven't seen him in a while. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of social conditioning going on, uh, you know, in our entertainment, which leads to political – then it causes things to be a political discussion down the road. Um, I, you know, if we've only got a few minutes left, I know you like to get into culture, but I actually have – since we're in the middle of a primary, yes. do, do you mind if I finish on a political topic? Yeah, I'll t- just as long as you're not going to endorse somebody. I'm not endorsing okay, anybody. That's fine. Okay, no, I'm not endorsing anybody. Because I don't endorse anybody. Yeah, no, I'm not endorsing season. anybody. Uh, I'm talking more about the philosophy of the political season. Okay. And the expectations. Go. Okay, so first of all, people talk about idealism versus realism. Mm-hmm. The primary is the time to be idealistic. Mm-hmm. That's when you go for your dark horse, long shot. I want to make a real change. You're 80 to one shot right. in the Derby. That's Whatever correct. it is, right? Okay. Saying. This is the time when you support the, the candidate you love the most, even if you think that they're, they don't have a chance. In the general election, if you truly care about the, the politics of the land, the general election is when you put on your big girl or your big boy pants and you vote for what the options are in front of you. If you take your toys and go home because you're didn't candidate and win, then I don't have any respect for you. Okay. Okay. Cause then you won't I understand that. Re- That's what I preach. Yeah, which so, cause you weren't really invested in your city state or country. You were invested in what you want and that's it. Cause I want everybody to remember I was behind Cruz during the primary. But when, and but I always said if he's not the candidate, I'll support whoever is. Right. If if you, and that's that's the adult way to do it, or at least you'll get out and vote. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe you'll hold your whole nose and vote. But I, I just wanted I've to done that a few times. Yeah, we all have. <laughs> if you're an adult, if you're an adult, and you're mature and you really want to be involved, you'll hold your nose and vote. You know, I've done mm-hmm. that, and then all of a sudden, the person that I had to hold my nose for. Turned out to be pretty good. Pretty good. good. You never know. But I I wrote this a few years ago. It popped back up on my Facebook feed. Okay. And so I just want to read this. Yeah, four minutes. Go. For those of you that are into politics but have never actually been in an elected position, I have, so I've got a little perspective on this, or who have not dove directly in some other way into the process, Dave, you've been way into the process in many ways. Uh, Perhaps this will help clarify some of your bewilderment as to how things occur and why people who seem great can't get great things done. Mm -hmm. All right. Politics is a swirling, hard to define mass of multiple interests, desires, agendas, hopes, fears, and power plays and compromises, and as we learned today, rumors, all snapping at you for attention, and friends can become enemies, and enemies can become friends, and the best you can hope for is to hold it at bay as much as possible, and have allies as you work towards a goal to make the best difference you can. Philosophies, i.e. conservative, hold truer than parties, i.e. Republican, because parties are malleable, but an ideal is not. 
The one thing I still know is surely now is when I first began, the best thing elected officials can do is to try to limit the damage government does when it goes beyond the very basics, which government always wants to do. The insults and flattery of men mean nothing because the same men and women can flatter one day and insult the next and vice versa. And I've experienced that. What matters is the goal and servanthood. So I just wanted to inject that into the primary that we're in the middle of right yeah. now. And I'll be honest, I hate the primary season. And the reason I hate it is because good friends sometimes become the, enemies. There, this primary season I hate because there are people who are going to lose. that are good. Good, good people. Good people that are going to lose. Yeah, and it's very, very true. But that's what happens when your party has the deep bench that we have now it is as a super the Republican Party. And, and uh, even the, 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 the most moderate member of the party, I will say, strikes the time right several times on the clock. There are some, and everybody knows the individual I'm talking about that I don't want to see come back as a state senator. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, even they have some conservative Republican leanings, although they're really far away from the platform. <laughs> Are they? Anybody know? They're kind of teetering on yeah, the edge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dave, thanks for having me back on, man. I'm loving it. We, I'm going to have you back on. Sure. I'm, we're going to talk about this. We're going to set up the next time that you're going to join me. All right, tomorrow is Wednesday. That means that we'll hear from both Congressman Westerman and Congressman Hill. I'll have to find out if either of them have gone to watch all the UFOs that you've been <laughs> watching. Just remember, I still think that's bread and, circum- uh, and circ- uh, circuses. circuses. All right. What else is circumcision? Circumcision. All right. I'll see you all at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning right here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 